feel free to talk over us because we're monsters. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. And I'm Ash. I'm trying Wait. to bring that big pat energy to the podcast. Yeah, that's not how not it goes. Oh. I know. I love it. Pat. Pat's not Listen. here today. Yeah, Pat's He couldn't sick. make it. Wah, wah. But his big pat energy is here. <laughs> <laughs> It's are taking sh- up all of the room, actually. Are, are we sure he wants us calling it Big Pat Energy? Oh, oh no, it's he too doesn't. Late. It's a thing. <laughs> but he's not here, so we can say whatever we want. Whatever we want. You know, he's that one just time- such a big, wonderful person. He truly is. This is not facetiousness or anything. But I should really go back and listen to the episode where I wasn't on once and find out what y'all said about me when I wasn't there. Oh. It was nothing positive. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> Says my husband, the person I'm married to. Thank you yeah. for that. Well, you welcome. know what I actually did was I sold Pat to afford this sexy new microphone. Whoa. Oh, you do, Whoa, I you do sound guys. beautiful. Yeah. Do I? Yeah. Do I sound like Phoebe sexy voice now? Because that's what I'm really hoping it does to my voice. Uh, Mike's yeah, do that, absolutely. Right? Hands yeah. down. Hundred percent. We are gonna have to start paying you a million bucks an episode now. Oh, oh yes, a million podcast bucks. <laughs> a million podcast. You'll find dollars. the exchange oh, rate no. disappointing. I can get one box of Stitch Fix. I doubt that. I, will I know. Give you a nickel. I'll get half of one MeUndie or whatever. <laughs> That's what podcast bucks are. It's yeah. just portions of me undies. <laughs> How many yeah. me undies do the McElroy brothers get? Do oh, they each get Lord. like one me undie? Each? <laughs> uh, well, they have to split one, so they get a oh, third. No. Each. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> undo, undo. Yeah. Okay. Ash. Yes. Who, who else is in the room with us? Yeah, who are we replacing Pat with? Why we are replacing Pat with Chelsea Goodman. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, guys. It's so good to be here. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Yeah, yes. of course. Chelsea, you're a filmmaker. Um, tell us about all your stuff. We met at, at Gen Con this year, which was super fun. They did this- it online. Oh, you met mm-hmm. online? Wow. Yeah. yeah. You guys are true quarantine buddies. We like, are. We started <laughs> through current <laughs> yep. day. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah. that's awesome. Thanks for flying all the way in from Canada. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> no expense spared for this show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first, cl- first class and everything. Um, I think yeah, you're so- our first Canadian, actually. <gasps> Am I? Oh, Ooh, fun. yeah. So we've gone oh. international, baby. Oh, oh yeah. Well, we've already gone international. <laughs> Oh, yes. We did England. Yeah, we did England. And New Zealand. Oh, we have. And Martin from. mm -hmm. Yeah, England's Uh, like a fake country, though. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So um, uh, my my name's Chelsea Goodman. I'm from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And I am a filmmaker and graphic designer. So Ashley and I met on uh, the online Gen Con Film Festival of this year. Um, 
my fantasy video game pilot Epic Quest was part of the film festival. And uh, Ashley and I were on many uh, Gen Con uh, pa- uh, film panels that were, of course, uh, recorded and available on YouTube. And the, the, the best thing to come out of Gen Con is um, the Fantasy Network was the streaming service that was hosting everyone's uh, films and pilots and episodes. And at the end of the film festival, uh, the Fantasy Network contacted me personally and asked me wow. if they if if i could if i wanted to join um their their library their streaming service uh library so we really? yeah wow. we have been uh epic quest was officially uh released on the fantasy network on september the 4th and as of right now it has 988 views on the Woo-hoo. fantasy network nice. since Ooh. september the 4th and uh All like right. our goal is 1k and we're just uh my my team and i is we just we're so happy we're so proud we have been promoting epic quest like crazy we've done all the social medias we started um a discord channel uh even this this is so corny but even at work uh, on the back of my business card, I have QR codes that I give out to my coworkers. <laughs> they scan it and they they're able to watch the pilot. Nice. So that's rad. We, yeah, um, my my producer uh, producer's friend um, came up with the idea of having a Q, QR code on on the back of business cards, and um, yeah, so that's that's Epic Quest, and um, of course today. Um, you know, we're going to be uh, watching, or sorry, guys, I, I guess you're going to introduce what we're doing, right? No, no, no we're going right. you what, what are you bringing okay. to the party yeah. here? Okay. All right, here we go. Uh, so, yeah, so um, today we're going to be uh, watching a uh, classic uh, live action and animated um, uh, movie from the, I believe, the early 90s called uh, Page Master. And um, this movie came out in uh, 96, 97? 94. Sorry, 94. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 Uh, So Uh, I saw this film, not in theaters. Uh, I saw it on uh, VHS when I was probably around five or six years old. Mm. And I, I, I barely, barely remember it. I just remember... Um, the main character being with the three animated books kind of interacting yeah. with each other. And I imagine it's very, it's kind of similar to uh, who, who framed Roger Rabbit, but I have not seen this film in years. And um, it's, um, yeah, I, it's, it's kind of a little hidden gem. Like you just, you know, it's, Almost yeah. forgotten in a way. <laughs> yeah. Did this even have a theatrical release? Oh. I've only ever seen it on TV. Baby. Yes, it did. Me too. I think oh, it, yeah. Oh, wow. It so. did. Well, mm-hmm. it tried. <laughs> oh, no. It did. So, yep. <laughs> so, this movie, guys, I'm uh-huh. excited to watch it. We've talked about doing but, it before, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've yeah. talked about it. So, I'm I'm the resident animation nerd. For the podcast, so I was asked to host, and boy, is this movie dripping with animation drama, Ooh. which just oh. makes me laugh in in the dumbest ways. So, <laughs> I hope truly. Brett makes like a 
I like burr, 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 animation drama. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll start with kind of the basic facts. Uh, so as we already said, it's called The Page Master. It's from 1994. Um, it was one of the first movies to include live action traditional 2d animation and cg animation Ooh. oh really wow the trifecta baby this is wow. after roger rabbit correct correct okay. right so, yep way so after. they're like let's do one more let's just throw let's in just, another medium yeah. guys mm-hmm. yeah let's do it yeah so i don't think toy story when did toy story come out like 92 93 95 95 oh. so this is pre-toy story Mm-hmm. Um, wow! So cool. Let that set that bar for the an- the CG animation, guys. <laughs> oh no! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. Sh- I well, it's be bad, huh? only time will tell, and that time <laughs> is about two hours from now. Um, <laughs> but guys, did they put their fucking all into this movie? So this cast is insane. So we've got Macaulay Culkin as nice. our main protagonist. Oh it yeah. Is Goddamn prime. This is yes. like fucking Home Alone Central. He is hot shit. <laughs> he is yep. 90s stardom at its max for young mm-hmm. children. Yep. Um, so he you know he has his own podcast now. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, nice. What is it called? Uh I don't know. <laughs> I I, I'll Google I, it. Okay. I do know he is a podcast uh I don't know. If and they have a, their own nerd, entertainment but... website too. Uh, was it Bunny something? Crap. Oh, yeah. So bad with oh, Macaulay yeah. Facts. It's yeah. the Bunny thing. Yep. And he was on, Macaulay Culkin was on the uh, Percast with past yes. uh, Let's Rewatch guest Steven. So, I think that's why ooh. I know about his podcast. It's called yeah. Bunny Ears. Yeah, Bunny Ears. Oh, yeah. Bunny Ears. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. This is a Stephen weird Ray Morris. triangle of... Stephen Ray Morris is like all over, though. He he works with a lot of people. I don't know if we deserve him. Do you remember <laughs> us, Stephen? We remember you. <laughs> um. So we've got... I almost said we've got Stephen Ray Morris. No, Stephen Ray Morris is not in this movie. Macaulay Culkin. That would Culkin be so amazing. Is in that would this be crazy. Movie. He time-traveled <laughs> back <laughs> in time. <laughs> he would, no, though. Stephen no, would. He would. He would. Um, We've got Christopher Lloyd... Or Don mm. Brown. Yeah. We've got Whoopi Goldberg. Ooh, I know. What? I that. Yeah. Oh, I, wait. Because I was Googling to see if, where this was streaming, and I saw that, yeah. and I was like, Whoopi yeah. Goldberg is in this movie? Yeah. Oh, just, just wait, guys. Just wait. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep. So, so we've got Patrick Stewart. <gasps> yes, we do. No yep. fucking oh, joke. Man. Patrick yep. Stewart. Continuing on this Star Trek fame, you know who else we got? Who? Leonard Goddamn Nimoy. Are you what? fucking serious? Yay! I am not wow. joking. What is 100% this movie? 100% serious. I know, right? Oh, wow. How yeah. could it not be good? Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that's and, that's like, that, that's total like 90s stardom. Like I, I call it like a 90s star stack. Like it's just yeah. the best of the best mm. of the of the best 90s stars altogether. Uh, and, fun fact, uh, Leonard Nimoy and I have the exact same birthdays. Ooh. Oh, that's awesome. Live long and prosper. Yeah. So every, um, you know, Leonard Nimoy, may, may he rest in peace. But um, I just always look forward to every year on my birthday 
uh, on, on Facebook, I have like five other friends. We all share the same birthdays. And then, of course, <laughs> oh, I tag wow. Leonard Nimoy's official Facebook page and, you know, be <laughs> like, happy birthday, buddy. So <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw those, but um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it's cute. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, so he's in it. Uh, we wow. have Frank Welker. I think that's an L. Welker, who uh, you won't know by name, but you mm-hmm. will know as Fred Jones from Scooby-Doo. Really? Yes. Oh. Yeah. And then we Jenkins. have... Wait, wait, wait. Like the original cartoons or... Yeah. Oh, or at least okay. at the time, the current voice of Scooby-Doo. Gotcha. So I don't oh. know if he was like the 1970s version, but mm-hmm. yeah. Gotcha. Um, Ed Begley Jr., who I'm not super familiar with and nothing really jumped out. And then we have. Yeah, that does sound familiar. I think he's been in some other stuff we watched. I'm sure. Oh, yes. So he's a TV guy. Like, Mm. I recognized his face and I was like, oh, it's that guy. But I couldn't. I couldn't place anything. You know? He's he's a that guy. He is. We've got lots of that guys. You don't know his name, but you have seen him. Yeah. And then. We have Mel Harris, who is another that guy face, but it's a lady. Um, and she was in the ever popular TV show 30 something, which. <laughs> what? I, yeah, which none of us would have watched, but my mom, I remember oh. watching it when I was a little kid. And at Christmas time this year, she was like, remember the theme song from 30 something? And she played it for me. I was like, oh my God, I, I do. And way back my childhood memory. So <laughs> it was popular. With our parents, probably not with us. Mm-hmm. The new so, title yeah. sequence for Thirty Something is just laying on your couch eating chips and crying softly. Yeah, that's... is this like the sequel to Friends? It's like, <laughs> it sounds uh, like the it. next chapter in it's the life of Friends. More drama. So Friends was oh. all comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you talking about? Some... It's so serious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> I mean that that episode where. They get the turkey stuck on their head and then, like, they almost die. Like, it's just so classic drama. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 30 something was more dramatic and, like, mm. I don't know how to describe it. Maybe a little closer to, like, Seventh Heaven, but minus all the churchy stuff, you know? Minus all the huh. big faces. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen that either. You ever notice on on all of those Seventh Heaven, Party Five, that everybody has really big faces? Yeah, that was like no. the, their casting choice was like, like a yeah. like an like the Nintendo like the the Mies that everybody just has a me face where it's just like, <laughs> yeah, like, like yeah, yeah. or or big heads, and that's yeah. not because they're big actors like that. <laughs> yeah. that is, I mean that could, no, they're could just be, giant headed be. people. They're just, they're just big headed people, <laughs> big yeah. old wow. Q tips. Yeah, yeah, uh, big. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy, so so this movie, I'm kind of excited about but it's produced by turner pictures and mm. hanna barbera so Ooh. for you animation nerds out there yes. hanna barbera was the cream of the crop 1950s stardom limited animation for television oh. um so if you're interested in a little bit of animation history um disney was known for doing what's called full animation so they would animate with complete or as real a physics as they could emulate through the hand-drawn medium and Mm. they would animate every frame what physics engine were they using though i know (laughs) Mm. disney's (laughs) unreal engine engine. and uh, hannah barbera is basically just quap oh Oh, there you go (laughs) 
no, 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 no. Stop. Take that back. It is not Quap. They, I mean, Chuck, God damn, way to ruin my, I was going to get all I'm philosophical sorry. about I'm animation. Sorry. It's my Brett, fault. And you had to bring Quap into this. Fill, fill it up with your Sophocles. Sure. Um, okay. <laughs> so Hanna-Barbera actually, like, they were really well known for taking the animation medium and making it really graphic and artistic. So they strayed away from kind of the Disney rules and they would not animate every frame. They would animate maybe every six frames and then they would do these things called holds. Um, but they did them in a really beautiful artistic way. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm really hoping some of that bled into this movie. Um mm-hmm. I'm hoping because it would be super fun to see. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also <laughs> this movie is also made by a combination of ex Disney and ex Don Bluth animators. Oh, so interesting. Not a ton of like classic cartoon modern 1950s style animators on this. So I th- mm-hmm. I could see it. I'm thinking it's going to go in like a Disney emulation sort of way. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll see. Gonna, are we going to get a lot of that like Dom Bluth? Uh, this is animation, but it's basically live action because they rotoed the heck out of it. Don Bluth was mm-hmm. very well known for rotoscoping, yes. Um, nice. I don't know. The Disney animators may not have been in with that, but this came out in 94. Disney was just starting to, like, come back with their golden era films. You know, Mm -hmm. they had had a couple mild successes but weren't, like, Disney stardom. So animators at this time would kind of take whatever jobs they could get. It wasn't as Mm -hmm. bad as, like, that 80s, 1980s period. Right. Um, But it's still early. This is pre-Lion King. This only just, only just, just oh, wow. two, yeah. Um, and Lion King was really a huge hit. I think at this point they would have had The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, and maybe Aladdin, which are still three really big hits for Disney. But mm-hmm. they weren't releasing two films a year by any means, so you know. Right. Um, but our director is well, we have several directors because as Uh-oh. we talked about in the past. When you combine animation and live action, you usually mm-hmm. have a director for each. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Joe Johnston, who oddly, we've had many of his films on the podcast. Oh, really? He did Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Nice. Oh. Jumanji. Oh, yeah. And Jumanji. then Jum- I tried Jumanji. to say it right. No, no okay. you said it right this time. No, you're so, fine. No. <laughs> I actually said shit. it right. And I was just like, this is just going to go over. This is nobody's going to say <laughs> shit because I actually nailed it. And then, <laughs> you know, we would never let you get away with anything. Uh, <laughs> I know. Thanks, Brett. Anyway, he also did Jurassic Park 3. Whoa. So, really? Hmm. Questionably, yeah. maybe the worst one. But anyway, no, just yeah. or is it the second one? I can't remember. Yeah, which one's but, worse? I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Stephen. Which yeah. one's worse? No, just kidding. There has to be a worse one. Even if you're a fan, you, just by just by the numbers, one of them has to be worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, actually, yeah. I think the third one is when um, Sam or not Sam. What's his name? Oh my god. Sam Neill? My Jurassic Park card is being revoked. Yes. I think the mm. third one is when Sam Neill comes back. Oh. So either way, this guy has some street cred, and they trust him with pretty pretty big name stuff. So he 
clearly is uh, expected to deliver on this film. Uh, and then we, for our animation director, it is a name that I cannot pronounce. Oh, mm-hmm. and won't even try. <laughs> All right, Brett's going to have a hard time. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, it, it's like Pixote, P I X O T E. It's the. It looks like the Hispanic X, which like I'm not sure how to pronounce. It's like a J, like a H, like oh. like, oh. like in the name Sochi. Uh, mm. So Pisochi. I'm gonna go with that Pisochi Hunt. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. I'm mm-hmm. trying. Normally we have Pat for that. Yes, he's, he's a resident person. literature person. <laughs> um, so this should be interesting, guys, because yeah. this director is known for directing some of Disney's worst. Ooh. Uh-oh. Ooh. Including- so they got, they got him cheap. Is it a him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't know. I did not research that. I, if I had cared enough, I would have researched how Sam to Sam just saw the, the list of stinkers and was like, oh, no. I was trying to bring my animation facts, uh, and honestly, I didn't think to look No worries. <laughs> um, but they directed The Rescuers Down Under. I arguably, oh. I like it, but I haven't I seen it, it in ages. I like, I, like, uh, I like it, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Fantasia 2000. Which oh. I also kind of liked, not as good as the first one, but some yeah. good ones in there. Yeah, and, and and then also the Black Cauldron. Mm. <gasps> yes, I love the Black Cauldron. I do. <laughs> no, I think it is a definitely an underrated Disney movie, and okay. I I I like it because um, I'm I'm I'm. I like animation. I'm not a big animation buff. I've never done animation in my life, but I know Disney was definitely struggling in the eighties <laughs> and the black cauldron was just such a different direction for them. And it was dark and it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was almost anti Disney. And I, I thought it was, I thought it was fantastic. It's um, actually, if you guys had already have done page master, the Black Cauldron was going to be my next suggestion. But <laughs> mm. yeah, yeah, I, I love it. I know not a lot of people do. Um, then again, my most favorite Disney movie is Tron. So I'm kind of the, <laughs> Dis- I'm the, I'm the anti-Disney Disney fan. I'm the, you know. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, I haven't taken a look at Black Cauldron since I was a kid. I mean, I have no idea what that would be like now. I literally did not I... know that this thing existed until right now. I've never, <laughs> really? I've never heard of this movie. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is dark. I do like the direction. Um, my gripes with the Black Cauldron come from the storytelling. It's and, a bit. Uh, it's a bit. It's dicey. a bit rocky. Yeah, it's um, a bit dicey. Yeah, but I love the look and I love the like sense of danger. And I remember being mm. a kid and like loving the princess that like learns to escape from prison and like that was all really cool uh but then i rewatched it in college and i was like oh hmm, okay <laughs> but i would love to rewatch it since yeah, there's a, a caveat that comes with every college viewing of a movie yes, which is i might have been real far up my own butt it's true uh, <laughs> there, is, there, there is that danger um yes. so so, um, remember how I mentioned so that CG scene? Cauldron. Sorry, what? <laughs> yes. 
That's a horrible name for your butt. Oh my god. The black cauldron. Uh, all right moving on Uh, are you done i'm not here to make this an adult show Uh, okay so remember that cg that i mentioned Mm yeah yeah so keep an eye out for a dragon made of paint paint dragon okay a paint dragon that sounds cool it sounds oh. cool, yeah. Um, apparently, it was an in- insane challenge for all of the filmmakers. Oh, Because wow. you have all of these traditional animators from Booth and Disney, Bluth, excuse me, uh, <laughs> trying to work their magic in CG. So I'm very curious mm-hmm. how it holds up. Mm-hmm. But that- That kind of sounds like, like on the music world, you know, like, oh, like you play the drums. Well, maybe you can try this violin part. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So- I was going to say, it sounds like when you get high off of paint fumes and you follow the paint dragon. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> that is appropriate for children, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Is our show appropriate for children? I was no, not aware. I'm talking okay. about the movie. If there's a oh. paint dragon and that's what they're alluding to in a movie for children, mm-hmm. oh. definitely we only have not one episode that we've ever well, released that wasn't marked explicit, and y'all got mad at me about it. You so ruined never our again. track record. They were 100% inappropriate until that point. <laughs> until that point, Brett <laughs> beeped us. Mm-hmm. And it'll never beep again. <laughs> nope. Not I mean, Disney already had like the Dick Castle in, in Ariel, right? So Little Mermaid. Only and... on the cover of the DVD case. Oh, is it, it only actual, on the cover? But they also had to like. In the movie. They actually had actual to. Castle. There was the other scene in The Little Mermaid where the, was it the priest guy had a had a, a boner and they had to like Photoshop it out in the re-release? Oh, that sounds about right, but I don't know. I remember hearing then, about that. I mean, there's also yeah. like the the questionable uh, dust scene in Lion King. You know, I call bullshit on that. The dust. I've tried to find that. I don't think it's real. Oh, it. You have to watch the VHS version version. Oh, because anything they've released since they've it's they've fixed. digitally altered it out. Uh, wow. The animator claims it was their initials, the effects oh. animators, but oh. internet says that it spelled the word sex. Oh, in the dust of Lion King, right? <laughs> you right. know, yeah, yeah. Didn't didn't Tangle have that too? One of the promotional posters where Rapunzel had her hair like tied around what's his name, and the the way her hair was flowed, it like spelled out sex as well. Do you guys remember? I didn't wow. know that. I don't yeah, remember that, that. One of the promotional pictures. Like, wow. Google it. So I like to think it's just all these animators that are like fucking with each other and be like, let's see <laughs> if anyone notices this one. I, I know, think it's that. Yeah. It's very dangerous territory now. Like back in the 90s, they couldn't predict where we would be with technology. They were like, what, this movie's gonna be in theaters for like six weeks and then you're gonna get a VHS tape? Like, who's gonna pause it, you know? Like, oh, who's gonna totally. who's gonna be able to grab screen grabs or like yep. just stills <laughs> from my film? Like, nobody. <laughs> yep. Jokes yeah. on you, animators. Yep, but years later. Womp womp. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, there's like uh, in the Frozen series, there's a famous cheat among animators where Elsa's singing and she has her ponytail and she like whips her ponytail forward and it totally goes through her shoulder. <laughs> yes, oh, I remember seeing yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's the the action is beautiful and like it's in a motion shot, you know, like you normally would never see it, but mm-hmm. when you work with animators, they're got the trained eye. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it's like us film it's like us filmmakers like i'm constantly constantly seeing continuity errors all uh-huh. the time in films mm. uh like i just watched um the new bill and ted faces the music and yeah. uh-huh. um there, there's a wedding scene and if you kind of look at all the drinks and the food like it just doesn't match up or like certain <laughs> like background characters mm. aren't there and it's just like i'm i'm constantly seeing those mistakes but that's that's typical when you do work in that sort of industry animation or film it's like of course you're going to have that trained eye and you're going to see those sort of mistakes yep yeah totally i yeah. see glitches all the time for sure like um have you guys seen The Babysitter? It's like a horror film on Netflix. No. <laughs> what are you watching? No. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like a campy, like slasher okay. film. It's super fun, actually. Like uh, the second one sucks. Evil. Yeah, yeah. They're like poking fun at horror movie tropes okay. and stuff like that. Nice. Um, nice. Uh, but like, there's totally like, uh, there's this one shot. It's super cool. The two actors are standing there talking. And everyone else around them is moving in slow-mo. And they're shot on green screen and then, like, composited back in. But there's, like, a background plate, them, and then there's a foreground plate because people walk in front of them. And there's mm-hmm. totally, like, a glitch where somebody, like, like jumps, like, five frames ahead <laughs> at one point. And oh, yeah. only I noticed it. And I had to rewind. And my boyfriend's a video editor, too. And I was like, right there. Do you see yeah, it? He's right like, there. no. And I was like, okay, right there. And he's like, oh, Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but the small details that only Those little yeah. details. Yeah. I feel like it's a director thing, Chelsea. As like a fellow director, like that's what you're looking for all the time. Is like the little, mm-hmm. like I'll get stuff back from like a uh, an After Effects artist or something. And I was like, in the bottom corner, there's a little thing. Can you get rid of this like weird line thing? And he's like, I didn't even know that that was mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. How did you see this? Yeah. I spent 30 hours rendering this. How did I yes. not see it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. so sorry, Nick Pasek. I'm so sorry. I do this to you all the time. Yeah. I uh I drove I drove my post-production team crazy with the with those details, especially with the with all the gra- graphics and visual effects. Like I was just like, "Oh, that's too far away or that needs to get closer or that needs to line up." And <laughs> it's just like, you know, and yeah, you, you got to be the perfectionist and you got to, you know, you got to, you, you can't, again, it's going back to that whole 90s kind of thing you were talking about where like, oh, it's only going to be in theaters for like six, uh, you know, uh, weeks and then it's gone VHS. Well, now with today, with everything being online and streaming, like people, like audience members uh-huh. will see every single little detail. So mm-hmm. you got to keep on top of that. Pixel totally. peepers. Totally. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you guys want to play the the, the traditional game, the budget game, the budget versus uh, gross domestic game. Okay, or yes. gross. Worldwide. Well, I'm 
I'm going to say right now, it sounds like the gross domestic probably wasn't good because of what you said in the beginning. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, guys, they, they planned for a big Christmas release. Oh, Ooh, no. This was a big Christmas release. All the families <laughs> were going to go to the theater and see this for Christmas, okay? Mm-hmm. This is my favorite new character. <laughs> 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 so how much do you think that uh that paint dragon cost? Yeah. yeah. And all them mm. fancy actors. Yeah. Guess, Gosh, guess first. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, but- you want to guess first, Chelsea? Uh no, cuz I'm so math challenged. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm very number challenged. Um <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Uh I'm going to guess Wait, this is 96. 94. Ni- 94. Uh uh, I'm gonna guess sixty million. Okay, a little high. I'll give you that. Oh, okay, Hint I was gonna say between people. forty and sixty for a budget. I feel like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say anywhere from ten to twenty million. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. closer. This. But oh wow. Still, that's under correct. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say this seems like a like a forty five, and then they made like half of that back. <laughs> you're not 100% right, but you're the closest. So <laughs> they, for the only, you know, one hour and 30 minutes that this film is, it had a budget of $34 million in 1994. Ooh, wow. Wow. So I was expecting higher with all that cast. Like, yeah. Live action, animation, and CG. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So I guess... Kind of the difference, my guess, is the cast is maybe not as expensive for an animated film because it's one or two days of recording oh, as opposed that makes to months sense. of shooting. And also right. you and then, you called out a bunch of TV names and TV people were at a time cheaper than movie Patrick people. Stewart was not a TV name yeah, in 1994. There's... Yeah, he yeah, was. Star Trek. I mean, he was on Star Trek, Whoopi but he Goldberg. was in a lot of films then. Um, he was. Yeah, but usually in animation too, the talent will do um, a profits deal, so uh, they will oh get no. portions of box office. Oh yeah. no! No! <laughs> oh no! So uh, do you guys want to regretted that deal? Yeah, you guys want me to rip off the bandaid? Yeah, or what did they do? Wait, Let's I want to guess. I want to guess. You want to okay, guess? So, so okay. it was thirty-five million, and we're 34. saying gross or thirty-four gross worldwide. Yep. I'm gonna say sixteen million. Okay, I would else? say I would say I would say five to ten million. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Half, so like, yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Uh no, the winner is Chelsea, our guest. It <gasps> made thirteen point seven oh. million oh, no. with its no. big Christmas release. Painful, yeah. So, Yikes. oh my gosh. So apparently, it suffered from some word of mouth issues. Um, mm. of Ooh. don't go see this. Uh-oh. I'm guessing. Was it like um, page master like books? The hell my <laughs> kid's going to read books. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm very curious. Flash forward. Now this is where we are. <laughs> I'm very curious what the the issue is with it. If, if there is one. Because, I mean, different films hit at different times. You know, like 
We talked about mm-hmm. that with Scott Pilgrim. Like, it was way ahead of its time. If It Very. didn't do great, but it was so good. If it had just come out even, like, two or three years later, it would have been smashing. Um, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Only I think I, tell. I think I know. You think you know? Uh, <laughs> but uh, director, director Joe Johnson uh, was pissed because allegedly – they re-edited Allegedly. the entire film without his consent. <gasps> no. Allegedly. Um, and he has since stricken it from his resume, and he disassociated Ooh. himself with this film. Right. Ooh. I mean, you so, can strike it from your resume, but IMDb is going yeah, no, to reveal the truth, buddy. It's right there. It's going to follow you. So... Who? I'm sorry, that was just so funny. I'm just imagining turning in a resume and being like, and here's the list of films. I yeah. guess. I guess. I, yeah, I the know. person that directed Honey, I Shrunk the Kids and Jumanji still has a, a resume. Yeah, like, that's, why do you, that's hilarious. What? Yeah. what are you but, doing? Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't I don't make the facts. I just read them. Yeah. I mean, it has the vibe of like, I've committed a terrible crime, but, you know, honestly, I'm not going to recognize it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. We don't talk about that film. I mean, he didn't commit it. He was just guilty by association, I guess, in his uh, point of view. Yeah. But honestly, the drama that happened with this film before release kind of lends me to believe our director here. Because the producer, David Krishner. No. Oh. One of the producers, David Krishner. Uh, was so far up his own booty about He could it, see a black cauldron? That he could see a black <laughs> yeah. cauldron. Yeah. Yes. He attempted to claim oh, no. sole authorship of the screenplay and original story uh, with oh, no bitch, credit to oh. its original screenwriter, Yowza. David Cassia. Mm. Wow. Uh, or, a real me. gem, he sounds Cassia. like. Yeah. Yeah, he sounds great. So this drama was so big that they had to get the frickin' WGA, the Writers Guild, involved. Wow. Wow. And they had to, like, before the release, because you have to release WGA-approved credits with your film, Mm -hmm. they were in intense litigation and arbitration meetings. and And they were... The producer was trying to argue because so much of the film was animated that the WGA did not have jurisdiction over the credits what, of this film. Because people don't write animated what movies? The, yeah, that doesn't make Wait, any what? sense. So, so what? notoriously, animation has not been part of guilds. Um, mm. It's it's a more, really? rec- a more recent thing. So... Oh. Since, like, the Oscars kind of broke out animation into its own category, that's about the time that they started to really give it the respect in the film industry that it has nowadays. Uh, So at this time, nope, animation was kind of like its own thing. It's not really film. It's for the children. So this guy totally tried to steal that credit. And it went down as the most expensive and extensive investigation undertaken by the WGA wow on behalf of its Whoa. members ever Dang. oh my god um, can you imagine if they had yeah. just like google docs and you could just see the revision history 
<laughs> oh my <laughs> god <laughs> right there <laughs> yeah i know uh, and the thing is is it's like it wasn't even like developed in-house you know it was an original idea outside that they developed for this movie um it was called wow. something in the library hold on i'll look that up real fast I was just Googling this guy and, well, IMDb-ing him, and he's also the producer on Cats Don't Dance. Yes. Oh. Yeah. And Titan AE. He's, well, he's oh. the executive producer of Titan yeah. AE. Yeah. But, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, That's yeah. like, he's like the producer of, like, the the lower B-tier animated films, I guess. Yeah, the, yeah. the underrated so, films. Yeah. I mean, cat, arguably... Cats Don't Dance still has a very high reputation, but mm-hmm. for Turner Pictures, yeah, they, they had were tr- all those clips going around a, uh, a month or two ago, and God, that movie looks fantastic still. Yeah, I, I, I would love, love to watch it movie. again. It's a great film. It's so good. I, I still sing the songs all the time <laughs> to myself. Nice. So little bit of spoiler, uh, Cats Don't Dance was not a financial success for Turner Pictures. So with the combination mm. of the unsuccessful box office numbers for Cats Don't Dance and Page Master, they no longer continued their animation division. So right, we missed out on all that beauty. Aww. Yep. Wow. But also the other guy that was the writer has not done anything since Page Master. <laughs> it's so no, sad. No. There's like something just now announced, but there's no date on it. And it's like, who knows? But literally his his IMDb stops at 1994. It's so Yikes. sad. Oh. 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 That poor Yikes. guy. Oh. Poor yeah, girl. You know- we don't know. Whoever yeah. it was. In in the end, they they won their case, so they got credit for it. But mm-hmm. yep. yeah, I wonder yeah. if they would have fought so hard if they knew how well the movie would do. Mm-hmm. I know, right? Yeah. If you were like, actually, take my name off of it. Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely like the like the, like the 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 worst thing that can happen to an artist is you have one project that fails are financially flops and you just cannot recover from it like Mm -hmm. that is definitely a huge nightmare um you know i i I sometimes think about that myself like sure i have something successful now but will my next project be successful uh you know Mm -hmm. i'm definitely a filmmaker that um takes risks as you can see from epic quest and i definitely like to think outside the box and do something different and either that can be you know a success or it could just blow up in your face you just you just don't know mm-hmm. but yeah. again yeah. you yeah. gotta do it right <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i know it's that delicate yeah. balance right because as a director you are a creative but mm-hmm. you're also kind of managing your production so you've got to like find that creative headspace where you're not hindered by the fear of failure. And it's a really mm-hmm. tough line to walk. Yeah. It is. Totally. It definitely is. Um uh when when I first was was pitching Epic Quest, so just to let you guys know, Epic Quest was my uh was my thesis film. It was my fourth oh. year film school thesis film. Um uh, the, the version you you have seen and is online right now is is uh, version two. So we, we got it re-edited. But when I pitched mm. it at the time at school, I got nothing but negative feedback from absolutely everyone. They're just like, 
what do you mean you want to do something based on video games? This is, you know, your, this, this should be about film. You know, nobody wants to see a low budget fantasy uh, pilot. You know, how are you going to make graphics? You know, how are you going to make it believable? How are you going to make it funny? Um, you know, and this, this was back in, um, I was developing it in 2014, 2015. So that was like right before esports, right before, um, you know, video game uh, movies were doing really successful, such as like Detective Pikachu, Sonic the Hedgehog, and then TV shows like Castlevania and uh, The Witcher. So just, you know, I, that, that's just all I heard again and again and again and again. That's a bummer. And at one, yeah, yeah. And at one point I was like, fuck, I'm going to just abandon this and do something else but i was like you know what no i want to take that creative risk and i want to do something uh absolutely different because um many uh canadian filmmakers are known for doing do you guys know the term uh kitchen sink dramas no, uh, no. I'll, I'll explain so it's oh, fuck, it's typical so a lot of um like uh canadian in uh indie productions is kitchen sink dramas where pretty much it's like two people in a kitchen talking or fighting over something. And it's just, it's everywhere. It's happening all the time. And it is so boring. And, um, you know, I, I had, um, uh, you know, um, my, my other classmates that were doing like their, their projects and stuff were, uh, you know, just um, not necessarily uh, kitchen sink, uh, sink dramas sort of thing, but it was just kind of like, you know, your your typical like drama or your typical like this or your typical that. And I just I just wanted to do something just completely different and something that's never been done before. And um, version one of Epic Quest was it, it, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a train wreck just because we didn't have <laughs> the time to properly get uh, you know, graphics made and visual effects done right. And the color correcting was off and just version one was just, it was just awful. So um, my team and I went back and we just, you know, we got the thing re-edited, uh, you know, better graphics, better visual effects, just better everything. And now what you see now is like it at, at its perfection. But I, you know, I just wanted to do, I just wanted to do something different, just something mm. completely different. Um, and like, I really found in film school that, you know, of course, of course you, you study the greats, like, you know, Albert Hitchcock and Stanley Kubrick and, you know, um, you know, those kind of guys. And I feel like in a way, um, the school and the instructors really expect you to kind of follow their path, be another, uh, you know, um, Christopher Nolan, be another, uh, you know, uh, uh, Spike Lee, be another whatever. And, you know, when you decide to do something completely different, it's like, no, 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 that, that's, that's not what you were taught. That is not the way that we filmmakers do it. Like, we just, we just need more risk. We just need more something different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I feel like there's a lot of, you know, a lot of that criticism that goes around uh, where people don't provide helpful criticism. They just say, yeah. 
you can't or like this is bad but it's but it's never like it's never like the the stuff that you need where it's like this doesn't work because they just say Mm -hmm. that's not gonna work and like they don't know what they're talking about usually like they can't tell you why it's not gonna work uh it's just you know it doesn't it's not their cup of tea or whatever uh Mm -hmm. but like if you can't give actual useful criticism it's not really criticism <laughs> I know. yeah and I, know. I don't know if your film school experience was like this chelsea but mine was i went to a year-round film school so every two months we were making a 10-minute short film and then everyone sits down in class and watches it and like talk about burning you out super fast because every two months mm-hmm. you're hustling but yep. then the criticism usually was just a chance for the class to like rip each other to shreds Mm -hmm. and it was never like it was like okay let's point out what's wrong but it was never like well how could they have made it better how Mm -hmm. could they have improved this thing at least in my experiences it was a lot of just like well this is wrong this is wrong instead Mm of doing like cases podcast our friend case does a podcast called another pass where he's like well let's talk about how to improve it you know like that conversation Mm. weirdly didn't happen that often in my film school it was more about what's wrong yeah Mm -hmm. weird i had like this very like beautiful little safe bubble at least with the students (laughs) at my college of like we're all mistreated artists and everyone's been <laughs> so mean to us. And so like everyone's super helpful. Like, well, you're, I like this about your story. It'd be really cool, you know, if like this building exploded or like if here yeah. the two arch nemesis mm. become friends or like. And so, that, that was weird because it wasn't yeah. just like a student vibe. Uh, one of my favorite college stories was uh, one of our past guests, Mike Polinsky. Uh, he is one of the most talented, uh, illustrators, draw- uh, you know, he, like he's an animator, but he, his, his drawing okay. style is just wackadoo. Like it's crazy. It is uh, him on paper. But, uh, yeah, really I, cool. see that, yeah. I remember I was in the, uh, in- uh, the intro figure drawing class with him and everyone's trying to d- render out these drawings. And it was like, you know, f- the first semester and the guy that was teaching the class was actually the, uh, um, the MFA, like head of the master's program. And he comes over to Mike and looks at this sheet of just scribbles that, Mm -hmm. you know, but it was like cool looking. And the guy goes, Mike, I just, everything you're doing here is wrong, but don't stop. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) That's awesome. That's right. It's so good. And it's like, you never know what you're, you know, there's gold in in anything you're doing. And Mm -hmm. even if it's wrong, there's probably something right in there that you Mm -hmm. could work on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely got to a point during pre-production of of Epic Quest where I was just so tired of hearing, like, you can't do it. You can't do it. You can't pull that off. You don't have time. You don't have enough money. You don't have blah, 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 blah. But, you know, I just I just kept going and thank God we got it done. And thank goodness we got it re-edited the second time because now Epic Quest to this day has won eight awards. And six of those awards sit on my shelf (gasps) right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So anyone (laughs) listening, don't listen to the haters. Just keep going. 
yeah pretty pretty much yeah. like 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 i like i like to quote the um the title from uh the talking heads documentary just stop making sense and yeah. just do you just do I love you it. Are. because that's we what, need something new and fresh every day yeah that's what i tell all yeah. my art students too i'm like you know what like you can work forever on one perfect little drawing but mm-hmm. the artist next to you that draws a hundred drawings is going to be a way better artist by the end. So just yeah. keep drawing. Don't stop. Don't worry about being perfect. And the more you do it, the better you're going to become. So don't yeah. worry. Don't worry about there making something bad. Just keep creating and you'll naturally get better. There yeah. But yeah. that's not what happened with this studio, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to make this perfect and then ended. So, oh, with that man. caveat, I'm sure we all think it's going to be great. I'm I'm sure, <laughs> right? I've set your expectations uh, so high. Oh, it can man. only live up. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Right, oh, no. Ash, you want to go first? <laughs> I Okay, so the truth <laughs> of the matter is I did look this up when Chelsea recommended it just to make sure that we could watch did it. Did you that it was cheater, on cheater, pumpkin eater and Listen, watch Sam, the trailer? You, no, 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 I didn't watch the trailer, but you need you to You watched Google. the whole movie? No, but when you Google a movie nowadays, the fucking rating just come. It's just there. Oh, you I know, know it's like, like I can't avoid it. Yeah, I'm just like that's it. Yeah. And so I saw the rating for this film, and I was like, oh, mm. I remember okay. but, liking this, but this doesn't bode well. But the like the craft only had like fifty percent, and we all kind of like that but a lot. It's worse than fifty percent. Oh no, I saw oh, no. it too. But okay, oh, I I managed to do my research while avoiding the rating. I like saw oh. Rotten Tomatoes come up, and I was like, nope, nope, nope. I'm not. Good looking. job. I will. I won't say anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Except that the Black Cauldron has a better rating than this film. Oh shit! Hmm. So, oh my god, those expectations. But oh. also, uh, also, dis anything Disney gets the Disney Rotten Tomatoes bump in rating. So yeah, there's not. Mm-hmm. I feel like what mm-hmm. website do you trust nowadays? It's yeah. like you can't trust Rotten Tomatoes. You I can't feel like trust- IMDb is pretty fair. Is it? Because, like, it, either things have no rating mm. or, like, somebody's paid for it. Like, I don't... Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's true. Mm. Like, yeah. Metacritic? Because is that there's around? a huge <laughs> difference between the IMDb rating and the Rotten Tomatoes oh, yeah. rating for this yes. one in particular. And so I'm hoping that the Rotten Tomatoes one is wrong. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say... Okay, I'll back up. I'll say I remember watching this as a kid and, like, Brett... I think I only ever saw it on TV, so I don't I don't think I've ever seen it like in a theater or anything or even like owned the DVD or I mean, sorry, VHS um, because I think I would just see it like streaming on Disney or streaming. God, words mean things <laughs> playing on the Disney Channel. And um, I remember liking it. I liked Macaulay Culkin because, you know, I liked Home Alone. Um, so I remember enjoying it, but I don't remember much. I just remember, I think, the opening scene of him in the library. Um, that is the, I just remember the live action part of that scene. I remember nothing else about the animation or anything. Um, I feel like when you mentioned the paint dragon that I have like a vague memory of that. 
I might know. I might remember that. But anyway, I don't remember much. And I went on this like crazy roller coaster when I Googled it because I was like, oh, really bad rating. But oh, look at this cast. Cause it also like, yeah. you just can't avoid it. It's like, here's it's the people just in the all film. There. Yeah. And so I was like, how could this be so bad with like such a star studded lined up cast? So I really don't know what to expect. I'm hoping that it's not like, I'm hoping that it's not too like little kitty dumbed down. Mm, I know. Uh, but I'm also excited about this cast and like hearing them and how they're in there. Um, but I don't know. I don't, I'm really, I'm concerned. And honestly, you didn't make me feel any better about it, Sam. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, this is going to be great. And I was going to be like, awesome. But you're like, ah, this movie had problems. At least on the production end. Oh, Mm -hmm. Speaking from personal experience, we all know how that ends up well, I'm sure. Yeah, there's this this, like well-known fact in animation of like, the more the executives or the money holders want to be involved with the project, like the more it's going to fail. <laughs> and this project had a lot of money fingers in it. So I'm like, right. Mm. Money yeah. finger sounds like a James Bond villain. He does. <laughs> I was about to say, is he in the, is he in the, is he in um, money finger? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, Chelsea, what do you think? I set the bar beautifully high. Oh, wow. Um, I'm going to gush over, I'm sure. Unlike you horrible people, I didn't Google (laughs) or spoil everything. The the only thing I saw was, because I had to, you know, obviously look up, um, because I I couldn't remember if it was Page Master or Book Master. But anyways, Mm. I only saw the the poster and that's about it. I didn't even look at the rating. Um, But um, I... I remember I was quite young when I saw this on VHS. I just remember loving the mix of live action and animation because I was such a huge Roger Rabbit fan. Mm. Um, In terms of liking the story, I don't remember. As I said, I was quite young. I was definitely at that point, like, you know, at that age where just anything would entertain me. So, again, I hope it's not really, like, kiddie-ish. I really hope it's not um, trying to be so funny that it misses the point or it's trying to be like so cool and slick that it just turns out bad um i mean i hmm, i i would imagine it would be kind of like kind of like the the story's kind of meh but the fact that um it mixed uh live action animation and cgi together i'm guessing well during like 94 so maybe it'll be visually appealing for something for something that is from 94 please no <laughs> uh so i mean i i, I think it's gonna be entertaining I, I i think it's gonna be fun to watch um yeah if pat were here he would say net positive <laughs> yes you, you think yeah. it'll have a net positive experience exactly yeah. exactly yeah we should right. get pat a net like if we ever do a live show, a uh, net with like little pluses mic. on it. <laughs> no, <laughs> this isn't the presidential debate. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> man, that's gonna be uh, a three-year-old reference by the time this episode comes out. Hmm? What? 
What do you mean this... a three-year-old reference? Because one month is three years feel. in quarantine. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Listen, she, Chelsea is Canadian. She doesn't need to hear about our country's drama. I'm sure she has to hear about it enough. Yeah, we actually, um, so the province of British Columbia, we just had our own election for oh. for the premier, so the person who runs our province, that runs with it federally with Justin Trudeau. So it's kind of, we're kind of calling it like the double election season because we've had to uh, deal with our own um, election for the province. And then, of course, hearing all about you guys because- you know, our film industry, we work with a lot of Americans. Also, a lot of Americans live here. So oh. it's just, you know, and it, it's almost like every day it's like, oh, did you watch the debate sort of thing? And it's like, which one? Ours or the states? So um, honestly, <laughs> ours I, are I the noisy bitches downstairs. God damn. <laughs> and ours is very civil. No. Uh, <laughs> the, the whole um, world is watching a train wreck with us, except the whole world is also on the train. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's good to know we are next door neighbors. You know, we we work together quite closely. And um, yeah, um, I um, yeah. So far, though, um, I've seen that many Americans have uh, voted early or have uh, voted by mail. So I'm very proud of you guys. Kind of same here on our end because of COVID. We we were given the option to vote uh, by mail and vote early. So I'm very proud of both of us. Yeah, we did yeah. it. We yep. voted. Yay! Our our yeah. beautiful state of Oregon is entirely vote by mail, which is super awesome and progressive. We were like oh. that pre-pandemic too. So good for mm. you, right? Like yeah. it's about time. But anyways, yeah. all right, Brett, thoughts so we can jump into this glorious film. I think it's gonna look real good. And the parts that are supposed to look real good. But <laughs> the the opening scene that you remember, this is what oh. I remember about the Page Masters. <laughs> I watched this a bunch of times because my grandparents had it on VHS. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. I think the opening scene you're talking about starts 45 minutes into the movie. <gasps> what? What? This is my guess. I think no, I'm pretty don't. sure that Whoa. this movie might it's like be mostly live action. Hella boring. Uh, until oh no, no, it, yeah. Uh, and then and then because what I remember is I I think I've only ever watched the the non animated parts of this movie once. And then whenever my pa- grandparents were like, "Oh, want to watch a movie?" I'm like, "Page Master," and then we'd start it and be like, "Fast forward to the animation." So that's <laughs> that's my memory of this movie is fast forwarding. Oh. And so I can imagine oh, in the theater, uh, if if there was anything remotely boring for the children, that it would have been just oh no horrible. Oh no! <laughs> oh, no. no. I'm sorry, guys. I do like slow burning films, so. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I, I don't know. But that doesn't necessarily mean, you know. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be bad. It might be a movie that is for grownups. Yeah. 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 That's what I'm not sure about. I'm Hmm. I'm curious. I was going to say something kind of similar to Brett's, but more ambiguous in that I remember being really bored by one half of this film, but I couldn't remember if it was the live action half or the animated half. Oh, and wow. 
I would only watch to a certain point or like ignore it to a certain point and then watch a little bit. Oh, no. But I remember <laughs> only liking what at my childhood brain at the time could recognize as a small portion of the film. Mm. So. And you remember that as a child. See, yeah. I yeah. must have blanked out. I just completely blanked out the rest of the film. I was like, <laughs> it starts here. Because, like, notably, I, I I do remember, I think, like, the library scene stuff that happens looks real mm-hmm. cool. And I feel like yes. that's... Like I remember the, it looking very cool. The yeah, reason to watch the movie is like what happens in that scene. Okay. Uh, but God, there has to be a reason why that's the only th- other thing I remember about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what holds up, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I guess we're going to pause the recording and go and watch Page Master. And uh, we'll be back in a minute with our thoughts. Why, hello there, podcast friend. I'm Ash Blodgett, co-host of the podcast Let's Rewatch. Together with my co-host and Red Opera D&D campaign writer Pat Edwards, we made a short film in quarantine called Joining Call. And it's finally coming out. The film is the story of a group of people trying to get together to play D&D via a video chat. But all the usual quarantine issues get in the way, such as kids. Daddy, is this Game of Thrones? Bobby, what are you doing? Daddy, no, come on, it's bedtime. Poor internet connections. Thou must cast ye techno devils from thine magic picture box. Couples at each other's throats. I want to blow some ogres up with a fireball. Why is your first instinct to always kill things? And more. Zoe, stop drinking! Oh, that reminds me! I haven't had the boss yet! The film basically takes a snapshot of what life is like right now through the lens of nerds. So join us on our quest November 20th over on my YouTube channel, Laughstash TV, for the film's premiere. You can get there by going to youtube.com slash Laughstash TV. And that's stash as in S-T-A-S-H. Till then, I'll just be over here practicing my nat 20s. Ooh, critical hit. Hey, everybody. We're trying to put together a special holiday episode of the show, and we need your help. We want to hear your memories of your favorite holiday movie. We've set up a hotline for people to call in and leave a message that you can reach by calling 971-517-8898. It's your chance to be on the show and share those good, good holiday vibes with the rest of the Let's Rewatch community. Help us out, join the party, and we can all take a stroll down memory lane together. One more time, that number is 971-517-8898, and you can find it in the show notes as well on letsrewatch.com. Thanks in advance for participating. I can't wait to hear your stories. Whatever you imagine, bumble There you go. That's the song. We wanted to be Fantasia, but we could. Oh my god, so bad. Well, they they yeah. wanted to be a lot of different. The soundtrack was all over the place. It oh was yeah, just mismatched. Just boy. <laughs> well, it was like depending on what scene it was. It this was like you know how when you want to have an exact sound, but then like oh we can't do that because copyright. So like. You find the thing that's oh, like the bootleg yes. version of that. Mm-hmm. Like yes. half of this movie, it was like bootleg 
um, Beauty and the like Beast, a Star and then Wars Bootleg, uh, Aladdin. They were like, the you could just hear the producers like, no, 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 like more like Aladdin, you know, like mm-hmm. that theme, like the no, 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 like do that. Yeah. It's like, well, we can't mm-hmm. just put the Aladdin soundtrack in here. We're gonna get sued. And like, well, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, it was. It was a little. I don't know. Every word that I think of is too harsh. <laughs> a little sad or like okay disappointing well you know? yeah. open open it up with uh i was wrong uh you it were was wrong it only took 15 minutes for the, mm-hmm. the animation to happen yes yeah uh so the, the inciting reason- incident landing on page 15 as it always does if you uh, don't believe me stop every movie at 15 to 17 minutes in it will be the inciting incident that's right well it didn't quite work out uh, on this one because i feel like it wasn't inciting no there wasn't ever an inciting incident except like the book the adventure book kept causing problems Mm-hmm. Wait, but was the inciting incident actually not that this kid went into a magical bookland, but that he fell down and had a mini coma? Because yes, the inciting incident is negligence on behalf of the library. Because I noticed when he first walked into the library, it's like their floor is so muddy. Oh my god! And then ten seconds later, the kid's on his back in a coma. <laughs> literally 10 seconds later i will say though while you are right or while you were wrong about it being 45 minutes into the film it takes 43 minutes into the film before this kid actually does anything because for the whole rest of the film he's just passive and everything is just happening to him but he's not actively trying to reach any goal and so it's like not mm-hmm. till he holds yeah. a sword against the pirate guy, Long John, but even then he doesn't really do much. No. You know? Yeah. Un- until he holds a sword against uh, Pete Sr. from... from uh, Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pete and Pete. It's or funny. not Pete and Pete. It's funny Goofy. that you said that. Goofy. Goofy. Yeah. yeah. It's funny yeah. that you said that, Ash, because Brett literally like right around that mark of the pirates, you know, he was like... Jesus, did they really fight over the writing credit for this? Like, it's not even <laughs> written. The story is just like, well, yeah, it was oh, like, you know, itself. Yeah, there, yeah, he was just floating from scene to scene until all the way up until that point. You're totally right. Until that like, point. Mm-hmm. And even then, happening. he didn't do much. He didn't even find the library card when he lost it. The yep. book found it oh for him. Like, two seconds later, it wasn't even like a plot point that you could follow. Like, yeah. 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 It um, could have been, oh, we need to find this library card. Now there's like stakes that I need to find this thing, but no. 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 It was it was really mismatched. Like I th- there were parts of the film I was really was actually enjoying, and then other parts where I'm like, oh my god. Like the part where the pirates and everyone goes to Treasure Island. Mm-hmm. Like that was so bad. The dialogue, <laughs> the jokes. <laughs> The mu- the music, I don't even know what was playing, pro- probably a ripoff of Peter Pan or something. And it was just like, I was losing my interest. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It was definitely like, I can, I can see why this movie bombed. It was in, it was inconsistent. Um, the character, the main character was really passive. Um, I did like the three books. I did love fantasy adventure mm-hmm. and horror. I loved how very different they were. 
how active they were, how they all complimented each other. But at the it same time, it feels very Christmas Carol, right? Yeah, like Christmas yeah. Carol is like ghost of future, present, past. past you know, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, so the yeah the those the three parts of the book, uh, strong choice opening with horror. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I yeah. I thought the uh, even though I was wrong about the boringness being the reason why children didn't like this movie, I'm positive it was the horror. Oh uh, right. That w- that must have kids. been a theater full of screaming toddlers. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. At Christmas I didn't even time. Think of that. Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. They're all hopped up on hot chocolate. Yeah. Oh, also Candy. Brett found out another reason why this movie flopped. Yeah, oh. it, so Brett oh. t- tell them what was also in theaters at Christmas time Yeah, this that was year. up against the uh, the Santa Claus. <gasps> oh. oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Who's going to see this over the Santa Claus? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sorry. You want to go yeah. terrify your children with the crazy like demon dog or the <laughs> the skeletons? The Hound the of, of Baskerville, which mm. is not it's it's one of the Sha- uh not Shakespeare, sorry. It's one of the Sherlock Holmes short stories. It is not big enough to fill a tome that size. <laughs> it's like a short story that they made into a whole book for this. Yeah. The- the characterization they had for uh, the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde was truly terrifying. Oh my that gosh, that was scary! And, yeah. and the lighting they put on him was yeah, like, the lighting was cool. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. it was yeah. cool, but man, not kid appropriate. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, That's so and, funny. I wasn't thinking that. And um, the part with Moby Dick that the the water turned red and it just it looked like blood. Like that would yeah. terrify kids. Like also, like straight up ripped off from Pinocchio. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah, totally, totally ripped yeah. off from Pinocchio. Well, even yeah. the end, the fantasy segment where he pulls the uh, sword and the shield off of the knight oh, yeah. whose mm-hmm. face caves in, dissolves. Yeah, he has no Just top crumbles. of his skull. Just like, like good God, yeah. Bluth, what were you thinking? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are they are they the same people who did the um Thief and the Cobbler? They're not, are no, they? No, oh, no. Thief and the Cobbler is Richard Williams. Um okay. and that was kind of like his life's work. So he did oh, that. He only did that film. <laughs> I mean years. not his life works, but yeah, for like he worked on it for years. an insane portion of his life. Yeah. 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 He yeah. was famous before he worked on that. Has anyone on your channel reviewed uh, Thieves and the Cobbler yet? We haven't uh, done we that haven't one done yet. That no, one yet. it's been we a have list. talked about it. I can't remember what episode we talked about it in another animation one. Yeah. I have where we real strong like, opinions about like which version to watch. <laughs> I, oh, I know, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think I, if I recall correctly, Ash, you really like the narration, but the first well, it's the one, only version I've ever seen. The I first one I was saw was the one. one without the narration, and then I yeah. went and I was like, "This is so weird with the talking over." Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 totally. It's like it's like Blade Runner, where it's like a completely different movie with the narration. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Anyways, getting back to this movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, let, let's see here. I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, so the CGI 
definitely chunky '94 CGI. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. The, I don't think I found it necessary. They should have totally. had those CGI moments just as animation. Yeah, and I agree. I thought this was going to be more Roger Rabbit, where you have the live action and then you got the animated characters totally interacting the only time we see the live action and the animation come together is when um richard's character goes back into his body and that's mm-hmm. pretty much it and then with the tree house they have the shadows so maybe it was like which just, they got lazy with yeah like, they're just doing the same movements over and over again but, like a video game character but arguably it looked the best that scene had the best color and the best lighting out of the rest of the film, in my opinion. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it was a cycle, sure, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree, Chelsea. I think I, I was like, why? Why did, did you do this just because you could? But you didn't think, should I? As, 100%. As uh, Jurassic Park always points totally. out. Totally. Yeah, yeah, because. Like the paint thing, this is the paint dripping from the ceiling and like turning into mm-hmm. those weird globs. Like at the in the moment, I was like, this would have looked a lot better if they would have just done it all 2D. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And then the two worlds could like just, you know, intertwine a lot better sort of thing. Yeah. And all that um, talk about the paint dragon where it's just like, yeah, I could see how that would have been a challenge to animate in 94. Oh, yeah. Uh, but like. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the, the thing is, is the animation itself of the dragon looked pretty good, but mm-hmm. the rendering and the texturing and the lighting yeah. of the CG was nowhere near acceptable mm-hmm. by no. any means. It mm-hmm. it looked plastic. Yeah. 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 It was, it was definitely cringeworthy. It was like, ooh, sort of. Um, oh, what, what, what other, I, I have so many notes here. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, um. Yeah, I, I, I do. Th- there are a couple of moments I really liked. I liked when um, Fantasy ripped a page out of her and, you know, was uh, um, Arabian Nights. And then it, you know, with her wand, she was able to turn that into a carpet. I, I found that oh, really yeah. cool. And then mm. you guys probably noticed, but the page master himself, like his beard were oh, yeah, scrolls. Oh, like yeah, paper. Yeah. Yeah, all curled. And then even like the very last shot when they're leaving him, his robe, the back of his robe, is is a book spine. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know I if you guys that. caught that. Yeah, so his oh, wow. and then like his his wand is 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 a scroll. So I really love the page master's design. I think you know they like that that was very well designed and um, Christopher yeah, that Lloyd, was a of fun course. character. Yeah, yeah, and um, I was co- I was kind of hoping he would be more present in the film rather than just being there at the beginning and then being there at the very end like oh you know this is the lesson you've learned like i was hoping he would like join well, them we hear his creepy voice from time to time which i can only assume in real life he's kneeling next to macaulay culkin and just whispering <laughs> in his ear <laughs> oh there was no motivation for that whatsoever yeah yeah um, i mean that would have story-wise that would have made way more sense if he was like a part of the story because then it would be Macaulay Culkin's character kind of passed out asleep on the floor and then he would be kind of interjecting trying to wake him up and take care of him right as he's like coming in and out of consciousness like that tracks better for the story yeah but then we would have gotten like 
a weird arrested development jokey like it's instead of relevant interjections the christopher lloyd's voice would have just been like oh my god i'm gonna lose my job <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Ugh. oh that's funny um also um why was richard's lips like you know the live action it was oh, painted yeah. red and animated it was painted red i was like i was like hmm. i Sam was i said that too. about that the whole movie yeah he it was, was like, wearing lipstick he was, was wearing lipstick <laughs> it was a very um fleshy color i i'm, I'm gonna say something wildly inappropriate but was it not just like the color of a vagina on his lips? Like <gasps> it was, <laughs> it was not a oh, lip listen. color. If you can see my face right Brett now, Brett is dying. I'm so happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Brett is dying. Brett yeah. is. He's, he's gonna cut so that out. So true, though. It is it the is. color of a vagina. Yeah. It's just been coming up a lot because last night we were we were drawing on. Uh, okay, hol- I'm glad you finished that with drawing. Keep going. <laughs> we, were, we had uh, our our quarantine friends over, and we were mm-hmm. drawing on Halloween take takeaway bags so we could actually give out candy to kids. We we're just like pre filling some bags, and oh. this kid kept drawing vagina on the bags and he was like it's an eye and we're like mm-hmm. he, he was no. drawing like for the for the listeners in the defense of the child he was drawing like the eye of sauron you know that like oh. that triangular vertically <laughs> he just omitted mm. the globe around it and then it was just a lot it anyway it was not the eye of sauron uh and it's just it was Both a lot of, those of that very sophisticated choices for that young man he's an excellent <laughs> artist yes uh we did convince him he's to add nailed a monster- the human form <laughs> we did we did convince him to add a monster mouth to the bottom of his eyeballs so that helped but it didn't really help it's oh quite no good. so it's like that movie teeth now uh, oh my god uh, sorry chelsea uh, no no it's, uh, i love it i love it anyway but yes yeah. uh the color color choices were odd uh a lot of the times yeah yes and they picked consistently like an ashy gray color hey. for his skin <laughs> ashy sorry ash is in like burnt charred like or right, dead right. like a dead color like his flesh. Well, I am dead inside. And no. inside. Well, they instead of like it, developing a night palette, it kind of yeah. looks like they just made everything less saturated and yes. a little gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But, and there were times where like uh like when he's standing on the rock, the aerial rock, for lack of a better term, <laughs> the one by the ocean. It's like totally the scene from Ariel with the water totally. that splashes yes, up. Yes, yes. Right. And like the rock is lit like it is hard afternoon lighting like the sun is setting it is hard lighting but he was lit like there was no light on him whatsoever and it was so confusing yeah the way it was lit mm-hmm. and and just from like a, a a color perspective of the film there was no color language of the film there was no cohesive yeah. color palette that mm-hmm. unified the story or yeah. even unified each individual segment it was just random and like nothing meshed together. 
But that's real consistent with the Bluth universe. I don't know. <laughs> the Bluthiverse. The Bluthiverse. I feel like like the 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 thing that's what I recognize whenever it's like it's either oh this is Roto, it must be Bluth or oh this looks muddy as heck must be Bluth. Uh, what else have they done? Uh so yeah. he, he did Secret of Nim, uh oh. Land Before mm. Time. He also mm. did Thumbelina, which arguably probably has the best color. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I do see your point, Brett, that like he, they're not like super saturated colors. They're like very muddied colors. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But at least like his past films felt like they had a color palette. Like they weren't right. Yes. Right. But they were at yeah. least coming from the same color family. This yeah. was like like the Photoshop wheel of every color and they're just like picking from random. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it didn't work. And no, it no. was not interesting. And nope. like I'd I'd argue that Treasure Island maybe worked the best, but it was the most mm, vibrant. I it was, like. was the vibrant. most colorfulest, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the uh the uh the CG scene in the library had the most colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. This is true. Yeah, it's yeah. like what is uh, it's like it is like the basic color wheel thing where it's like you don't you're not using the right digital color wheel. So when you ch- when you lower the brightness, you also are lowering the saturation. The saturation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but this is this is done on ink and paint. They did they had cell painter, so they're not coloring digitally, which is kind of odd because at the time digital color was a thing. So the last yeah ink and painted film from disney was the little mermaid so everything Mm -hmm. after they're able to color digitally but it wouldn't surprise me if they designed the color palettes digitally like because they were working with all those cg artists so i really don't think so for one scene though the cg artist only did one scene i know right yeah i i really i see what you mean but i i think you're drawing a comparison to what you know I but i don't you're think that's... a moron i'm no, actually I just i'm just trying to give it. like the humans credit and like maybe it was a machine <laughs> error and like Uh-oh. computers no. were bad and like mm-hmm. no human would have done that on purpose but uh, technically <laughs> machine errors are human errors <laughs> it's true <laughs> we it's made true. the machine that's right this is true yeah it is true. do you think maybe um i i know again i'm I don't come from the animation world. I don't know very much about animation, but I know often when a movie or a series is made, they usually have like two different animation houses. And then maybe one did with one type of palette and one did another type of palette. And then they kind of squashed it together. So it didn't match exactly. Do you think Uh it like, I I know they were all under the same umbrella, same company, but do you think they maybe outsourced a a couple of uh, scenes to, you know, third party companies or would it like when when I explain about this, I think about like um, uh, Gem and the Holograms, like you can tell by some of the episodes, like one episode is animated better than the other because they had to do that. Do you think that was a case by chance? Not at this time in animation history. Uh, all almost all animation was still done in the US and there was no like outsourcing um, even animated tv like early nickelodeon was still animated a lot of times in country mm-hmm. so i i doubt i doubt that i think it was probably all done at bluth but what mm-hmm. i didn't see was an animation like 
colorist or like a um, color specialist. Mm. So that's like a big Pixar thing that they have where Mm. they will tonal color map the entire film. And so they will – it's super cool to look at. And they'll take like one scene, one frame from one scene and line up the whole movie visually but in tiny little thumbnails so that you can yes. see the colors going between and then you mm. can map the major color of each scene and make it cohesive. And yeah, it's those just, maps look incredible too. Yeah, like, yeah wow. I want to see that. It's, those are I, cool. I love looking at those. I'll grab you one off of my shelf real fast. But oh, cool. Yeah. They, they clearly did not do that in this movie at all. Like, clearly. Even mm-hmm. for a scene, they didn't Yeah, it's do almost that. like they had, they're like, all right, like... It, Color your own scenes, sort yes. of. Like. Yeah, that's exactly what <laughs> yeah. it feels like. I don't yeah. think there was a color palette, you know? Clearly no. the main character had one, you know, like that weird mm-hmm. lip color when he was like ashy gray. <laughs> like that was weirdly consistent <laughs> and like yeah. nothing else was. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you think like, because you mentioned earlier how clearly the producer and the director like had conflicting opinions considering that to me i wonder if it was like you know them fighting over color palettes too mm. you know possibly like disagreeing i mean maybe colors but it looks things. so very much in the bluth wheelhouse like, yeah i bluth won the fight if that's what happened mm-hmm. i'm guessing <laughs> i'm guessing no i'm guessing that mm. The director, director, like, directed the live action, directed the story, probably looked at the storyboards, but didn't have that kind of hand in in the minute decisions. Mm. Because I did notice, I don't know if you guys noticed, but uh, that producer who tried to steal story credit uh, also top billed himself first. And said a film <laughs> produced by. Oh, and, yeah. I did see that. And then the director isn't even credited until almost like five or six movies or five or six minutes into the film. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then even then he's only credited as director of live action. Yowza. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Like they were so. making two different movies. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That could have been it. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I don't know. I think they just thought it was going to be this like magical transformative film that like inspired kids to read again, you know, like just a very like pretentious way of looking at youth. Like the youth are so lame now. They don't understand like anything. Like if we totally, if we just made this film that inspired them to read, I want to make a movie that looks at all those participation trophies, scared to skin a knee, wussy little kids, and yeah, and show them that there's a world of magic if you only read and stop being an illiterate piece of crap. Yeah, like (laughs) yeah. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that is really neat. Sam is that holding is up cool. the uh, the color board. I'm oh, yeah. holding From, up the color uh, script for Up. Um, it spans several oh. pages, and but you can just see even from glancing that it's got a very um, similar color palette, even though it bounces between cool blues and cool kind of pinky colors. They're all mm-hmm. in the same family as far as like saturation and tonal color. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
and it just helps create a cohesive look Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Just uh, going off of what you said about the uh, this movie inspiring uh, kids to read more. <laughs> if they <laughs> thought back in '94, kids were hooligans for not reading. <laughs> they could not imagine what is happening now with social media well, and everyone having smartphones. I, I mean, mean, you literally can read whenever you want to, and people do. Like, yeah. That's your main form of entertainment. It's not like a classic novel, but mm-hmm. literally most people communicate exclusively through text, which is reading and writing. Mm-hmm. It, it It's so funny to like see how wrong they were, you know? Yeah. And I even like, I talk to my grandma and she's like, kids don't read nowadays. And I'm like, actually, grandma, People read more nowadays. She's like, well, no, like you read. I'm like, ah, libraries are actually more used today than they were several years ago. Like, grandma, people read a lot. Yeah, I follow a lot of younger people on on Twitter and how much like smarter and well-read than me they are is frightening. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's because we all grew up with the page master. That's where everything went wrong. (laughs) Oh God, that's where I'm an idiot because of this movie. Yeah, (laughs) I blame you. Yeah. Well, I feel like that was like one of the things that kind of bored me about the movie where I was like, okay, if you're going to make a movie, about reading and about making reading exciting why did you go for like the lowest hanging boring fruit i have an answer do you really they're in the public domain is that the answer yep that's the answer it's public domain that's the Uh answer yeah but i mean honestly there is way better shit that was in the public domain like they didn't Mm -hmm. also there's like a way better way to tell those stories that are in the public domain you know like yeah or like just tell like we have seen that fucking treasure island scene so many times (laughs) can we please i've read I didn't finish the book, but I've read the majority of the book, and there's a lot more to the book than just that scene. Mm-hmm. Like, there's yeah. other good stuff. Yeah. Could we get yeah. that stuff? Yeah. I mean, I know I know, we're not another pass, but can we take a hot second to another pass this movie? Because <laughs> I feel like it legitimately had potential as a story. Like, it's a good idea. It's a it's good not idea. not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine if they had made the books kind of like Westworld, where <gasps> you, you could jump them? across different lands, and yeah. they're just like, he's in the world of books, and these are like Westworld lands, and you pop into them, and you can like interact with the story, and like, like choose your own adventure style through the yeah. story. Yeah, and, totally. And like, you could follow the character that isn't the main character in the book. You yeah. could, you know, in Gulliver's Travels, you could like, Gulliver could be there and then you could be like one of the little guys. Like, mm-hmm. there was a way better way to do this and they did it in the most mundane, straightforward way possible. Predictable. Predictable. Predictable and boring. And down to the dialogue. Agree. Yeah. They oh. even like mention at one point that like the different genre categories 
you know, like that there's different genre categories in the library. Like you don't Mm -hmm. even have to go into the books. It could be him wandering through these different genres and Mm -hmm. them looking vastly different and, you know, having different styles and, and interacting. They kind of almost did it. Yeah. It's like the hounds of Baskerville, you know, came out of the book, but like it would have been fun if it was more stuff like that. Or like I kept expecting them because they set up the whole thing with, by the way, how was opening the thing and having the giant squid come out helpful? Because anyway, it, y- yeah, right. It wasn't, but no. like, but like, I kept expecting them to be like, okay, they're going to use the books against the bad guy, which maybe that's the problem. There is no bad guy in this movie. Ooh, there's You're no right. like actual like Villain. antagonist. No, yeah. Well, I mean, he's I mean, he's man. the uh, yeah, the kid <laughs> right. is the antagonist. <laughs> I know, but that but, sucks. Yeah, but <laughs> I feel not like very successfully i'll argue yeah yeah so i want to hit you with a thing i think Ow. the uh the movie that you and sam were describing the, uh-huh. the much better story it exists it's labyrinth uh, uh no it well, exists like literally in the words you described it as uh, oh but it's not books it's video games and it's wreck it ralph Oh. oh, wow. Yeah. I thought you were going to say yeah. uh, Escape from the Museum. Oh, God. Oh, no. no. Land Museum, <laughs> no. I thought no, Wreck-It saying... Ralph is exactly the, the good version of You're this right. story. Yeah. It's, it's true. They jump across the different video yeah. game worlds. They have all the yep. fun video game characters. Yep. Because yep. they can afford them. They can afford <laughs> Sonic. They can. Yeah. Remember that. <laughs> yeah. I mean. But also, like, the, you know, the the main character in that He's not passive, you know, like he has goals and he's trying to achieve them. And I think that that's like one of the biggest flaws of this movie is that the main character is so boring and doesn't do anything. He's one note. He's got zero dimension. And Christopher Lloyd's just like, if I hadn't put your life in danger, you would have just been safe. Like what is okay, wrong thanks. with you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. Um, yeah, I, I, I just kept like, what got me through the movie was just the, was just the three novels of adventure, horror and fantasy, especially fantasy, especially being voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. I was mm-hmm. just like, as soon as she came on, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I liked her clear shoes that you could just like see her feet through. That I kept thinking that. that must have been an, an animator's like n- just nightmare of having to do these shoes. I'll tell like just outlining oh, yeah, the foot yeah, every again, time. And yeah. Again and again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Like every single time. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. I thought they were like, I could have just drawn a fucking shoe, but now I have to do her <laughs> foot and a shoe. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Yeah. But, okay, so on that, though, I will give it to Bluth. He does run a good animation team in terms of technical animation. Mm. Um, the effects were animated very well. The lighting was all animated very well. The characters' heads are solid. They turn. You don't see even a lot of the Disney stuff at this time had, like, kind of the good enough effect of, like, if you watch Belle, her eyes like a 
yeah, back yeah. and forth in a lot of the disney stuff yeah. if they're not like the focus of the scene if they're like one person back from the foreground oh. like everyone looks goofy as hell yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah, really. i mean everything was like meticulously animated probably because a lot of it was rotoscoped i mm. love um, rotoscoping anyways <laughs> we'll, we'll get we'll get back to that in a second Ooh, i'll tell you in, why in case yeah. our listeners don't know what rotoscoping is oh they have to um, we've talked about it so we? many times okay. well i'll cover but do it, it anyway we got, I'll do we, got the DLC we got new listeners um yeah it, basically don bluth was known for shooting live action of it and then tracing over the live action to copy the movement um mm-hmm. disney would shoot reference but typically they would only rotoscope their own past animation or they would rotoscope like Snow White and then redo it. Um, so Don Bluth would kind of take a lot of the live action directly as is, which from the nitpicky animator's perspective creates um, a little bit of a stiff movement, you know, the the... Disney way was to kind of over exaggerate movement and squash mm-hmm. and stretch and these animation principles. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow, yeah. yeah, for sure, yeah, yeah. The um, I I, I love rotoscoping just because uh, it, it just looks real. It, it looks realistic. Yeah. It flows well. It's the the proportions are right. Like I love the scene where the um I, I just call them the dancing light fairies. Like those were real. Dan- <laughs> those were dancers. Yes. That was rotoscoping done very well. And I was like. Bravo, yeah. Yeah, but that was, uh, Brett pointed that out as an excellent effect. So that was rotoscoping, but they added a really great artistic touch over Mm, the top mm -hmm. of it. So I argue that was, like, beautifully executed, and they really, Mm -hmm. they took a shortcut that they probably needed to do for budget, but did it in a fun, artistic way, and, like, so that it plus the look and feel of the film. I thought that was incredibly yeah, well done. That's the danger of, of the rotoscope because it, it can look incredible or like it can be like, oh, like I wish this had more animation. I'm gesturing wildly on camera for the listener. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like those, those, that scene was really great. Um, and it, it some of the stuff except that, for the fact uh, that it's like out of fucking nowhere all yeah, of a sudden the, yeah, oh, the song the like, song cue it i'm not saying it's not beautiful but it's like what is even happening right now yeah, the, yeah. yeah. it did go 100 percent fern gully for a, a hot mm-hmm. second there well i kind of wonder where the uh, that fit in with the original edit mm. you know because the, wait they had the i have a hard time believing that unless they cut out like whole scenes, I can't see this movie being dramatically better based on the edit. I agree because here's the thing animation is fucking expensive, mm-hmm. and you very rarely have animated sequences at this time that don't make it in mm-hmm, because right. it's just expensive. They'll get cut much earlier on. You know, you might rough animate something and then cut it in and be like, oh, crap, that doesn't work. Like, but I, you're right, but Ash. You don't, like, you don't have think, extra footage to no. re-edit a scene like you would like live action, no. you know? Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't think, think those scenes would be dramatically different. Yeah. I think it, that was the director's cover your ass move of like, oh, this mm-hmm. film didn't hit. Like, it's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Editing. 
run editing all the editing yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's not like you could do like uh, uh pickup shots or um yeah uh you know or just like 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 film especially digital film um i i never had the chance to learn on like film film uh i've always learned digital and non-linear editing so i'm just i I, I take that uh, freedom as a, as advantage. I'm like, I can film all of this much as I want. Tons and tons of scenes takes this, that, and we'll, mm -hmm. you know, we'll cut it all up and we'll go from having this much to like this much um, audience. I'm, I'm gesturing sizes. I know you can't see what I'm doing, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, so, but yeah, no animation. It's, it's just another beast because, you know, you guys create the, the movements and, and such. Um yeah, it's um Oh, yeah, this this film is 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 a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> they they tried and they failed. Uh I'm just disappointed that I I remember and mind you I saw this film a long time ago, but I remember the live action and the animation being together like Roger Rabbit. I thought mm. there was more of that. I I don't know. I, I guess. feel like the the well also the um the poster art is him, yeah, uh, live action, and then the rest is animation. So I could see that mm. replacing, you know, the memories in your brain as like, oh, yeah. this must be what it's about, you know, yeah. for sure. Yeah. On a slightly more positive note, um, I feel like even though some of the writing was real bad, uh, the voice acting in this movie was surprisingly good for the content that we that it had. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. Macaulay Culkin especially. I was just like, I actually believe like ninety percent of what's coming out of this little kid's mouth. It, it you know, like his uh, all of his motivations like matched up, and it's like this is he's doing a good job. Uh, and like whereas freaking like i love him but patrick stewart a little bit overacting <laughs> yeah. which one was he he was the pirate book yeah oh. he went way way too over the top but yeah. I, which is I a would, shame i would argue that's totally it could totally be fine and within the realm of acceptable for the content if they it's, wrote him more yeah. animated stuff to do yeah. like it would have been great but it was like too you know it's the blue thing it was too grounded to be yeah. as fun as that character was. <laughs> gotcha. It, uh, poorly directed? Maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah. And then yeah, um, the, the jokes were like really over the top and cheesy sometimes oh, too. They were. Oh my <laughs> God. Were I mean, yeah. They were. They weren't funny, but yeah. they were there. Yeah. They were uh, someone like me who loves camp and does comedy and you know uh hamming it up and all that it just it, it's such a delicate art because especially if, if you're doing camp uh you know especially or something like like kids content you just you just want those jokes to land and mm -hmm. um i i think i think part of this being a kid's film is i i think the uh the writer um really kind of had to dumb things down for the kids and really like um you know, I, I don't know. It's really hard to say because maybe as a kid, I really found those jokes really funny. Maybe I did. And now as right. an adult, I don't. But I mean, um, you just um, just just because it's a kid like, you know, it's a comedy that's for kids. 
you don't want it so silly and so dumbed down that, you know, it's almost like, oh, this kid is not smart enough to understand, like, a mm-hmm. more, I don't know, um, complex joke. Totally. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, yeah. the jokes <laughs> were not clever. They were, it was They're like, not almost clever. Thank you. Like, tropey mm-hmm. and, and rote. Like, yeah. the, you know, Oh, the dragon did fire, so that means he has to come back and be like smoking because that's never been done before. Or yeah, they were like, super trophy. The angry one throws a tantrum. Who would have thought? Like it's yeah. not or like the funny. angry ones hugging the other one because he actually cares about him. But then everyone noticed. Oh, he's gonna look awkward now. Like yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, which it's just it's not unexpected, and like a lot mm-hmm. of the comedy, uh, comedy is you know a thing in an unexpected way. You know that's that's why most of that stuff's funny. None of this mm-hmm. was unexpected. Yeah, yeah. or you comedy points coming. out like a truth, you know, and makes fun of it, and the, none of those were really true, like pointing out a truth or anything either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just <laughs> it was the whole movie. <laughs> Like, just like that was just like tropey and predictable, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, which just wasn't great. Well, I feel like you've side. said on the show before about comedy, like the stuff that goes out of style over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah the- I was going to bring that up too. I think this humor was in vogue and, and is not anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, especially like in the 90s, like early cartoon mm-hmm. stuff, because it kind of had, I've recognized, I I mean, it would be impossible to figure out who specifically, but like, there was a couple of scenes where like, I recognize the actual like animator of this scene. I've seen their style, like in Rocco's Modern Life and stuff, like just some of the movements. I'm like, that is so familiar. Um, mm. But uh, I was thinking about that. You had once talked about like the, the throwing throwing the pie like the pie gag and how like that was once (laughs) funny and like an actual joke uh and this whole movie feels like a a a pie gag uh (laughs) yeah absolutely but like also it might it might even be like the trap of these public domain stories too like they offer nothing new anymore and like the tropes from them have been adapted to modern storytelling in honestly in better ways than were originally told at this point like mm-hmm. that was where a lot of the stuff started and now it's evolved and we have other expectations and so when they just give us like the the literal text of moby dick to watch on screen <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah moby well, dick is a good is a good uh you know story i i i was excited when that was coming up i'm like yes finally moby dick it's gonna get better and then it was like <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Like, there's a wh- white whale and they're like oh this is moby dick and like that was all we got <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, so so we are we are watching this from a modern perspective of where animation is now and due in large part to more modern animation companies really not talking down to their audiences and giving them mm. a really well-rounded, heartfelt, thought-out story that, as a consequence, plays well to adults and children, uh, has really grown the audience and made them more sophisticated. So we mm-hmm. are looking at a film at that time that was 
not low budget, but lower budget. Um, mm. And just quickly put together without that sophistication. So they really were just kind of doing the bare minimum of what was expected of an animated film at the time, which was like, keep a kid in the same spot for an hour and a half. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe make them laugh. Like it wasn't but they trying- failed miserably at mm-hmm. that. Because yeah. if, like, if a kid sat through half an hour of that movie, they were terrified and running out of the theater. Yeah, absolutely. I don't but- think I ever have seen this whole movie. To be no, honest with you, I don't think once so. I watched this, I was I like, I, I must have either. lost interest and changed yeah. the channel yeah. as a kid. Because yeah. it's not trying to tell any greater sort of moral or story to the child, literally. Mm -hmm. It's moral Mm -hmm. is be brave, like, but in a very non-descript way. Like, there's no consequence. There's no willfulness of the character. Well, it's condescending. There's really no stakes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no stakes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I have the, the up book here and arguably kind of, a similar theme like this old man doesn't want to go out and doesn't want to do adventures because he's scared of being hurt again mm-hmm. but holy crap like kids mm-hmm. love the movie up and they relate to an old man character like yeah. that yeah. is great storytelling you know and it's yeah. not talking down to its audience they have no. a whole opening segment in that movie oh about my God. About I'm going to cry loss. if you just talk about it. I know. <laughs> it, about like loss and like, and kids watch it and get it because they yeah. are treating them like they're like smart adults. enough to. Yeah. Well, yeah. And this it's a little bit rehashing the, the thing we were talking about earlier, but like, yeah, talking down and like looking down on the audience yeah. because they mm. assumed that the yeah. audience would connect with this cowardly do nothing like bumbling fool of a kid that and it's like is that what they thought of children like this is a movie (laughs) that's gonna teach kids to stop being afraid and be brave like Mm -hmm. fuck like get your head out of your ass guys this kid seems to be far more intelligent than everyone else like he clearly knows all this stuff but everyone's talking to him like he's dumb and he shouldn't like something's wrong with him Mm -hmm. and it's like it doesn't seem like anything's wrong with him. Like, he just seems to be really well informed. Also, mm-hmm. horrifying well, fact, it's not 70% of accidents are caused by household situations. It's 75. Ah, Fuck, man. Fuck. Bum, bum, bum. It went up. <laughs> That's funny. Yep. I mean, even yep. so, I joked, like, he stumbles into the library for the first time. And I'm like, nah, kid, you fucking live there. If you know all those facts... In a time mm-hmm. pre-internet, right? you you live at the library. <laughs> like, yeah, where else is he getting all this information? It doesn't know. make any sense. The internet was not what it is. The internet was just born back in ninety four, or not born, but was just was 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 uh, you know new in ninety four. Mm-hmm. So it's not yeah. like he was getting it from the internet, sort of thing. But yeah. if you really want to highlight a failure of the American educational system, it's <laughs> that we don't teach statistics. Because knowing that 75% of accidents happen at home doesn't mean anything. Whose home? Whose home is the 75% of danger? It's everywhere. And you know why? Because 75% of the time, you're at fucking home. Like, (laughs) you're going to get hurt with the same odds anywhere you are. Stop it. 
Or <laughs> also, no. you'd think he would take it the other way and be like, I'm outside of my home. My, my, yeah, my risk is My, my, my risk percentage is only 30% now. I'm like, safe outside of my house. Yeah, he should be like, Mom and Dad, we need to get out of our house. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. And then I think, you know, the other large problem with his character is like, they do nothing to make you like him. Yeah. No. Like, there's no save the cat or pet the cat moment with this kid. Instead, it's just all like, this kid doesn't want to do anything and his parents think he sucks. And it's like, yeah, yeah. what? There's nothing to parents. make me like him or care about him or anything. No, yeah. I can't even He's give nothing. like a good theory for the end of this movie. Like, I had a thought, like, maybe this is like the never story. Kidnaps children, he makes them slip. So that they go into a coma, and then he whispers creepy things into their ears. Oh, he strokes like their it. head. I don't like it. No, yeah. No. Uh, but no, like he was, I was right like, there when he woke up. I'm just saying. From yeah. the first moment of the animated thing, I was like, "Oh, uh, he died." Like, is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, is this that? But uh, I was like halfway through the film and I was like, this kid totes is in a coma, right? What is going okay. on? Okay, here's yeah. a much better I'm gonna I'm gonna another pass it again. How much <laughs> Case how, is gonna get Case another pass trademark your ass for this. <laughs> no, it's promotion. Case, it's we are wholesale stealing your shtick. No, I'm not. It's I'm ours not. now. But how much better would it have been if he was a kid that already had an established relationship with the library had an established relationship with the librarian he's in the library reading about his boring statistics and Mm -hmm. the librarian's trying to get him to like read fantasy and read other things and he falls asleep and then (gasps) like falls into these fantasy realms never ending story kind of well kind of but not 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 so much that but I mean, that would make so much more sense, you know? What if he and falls asleep and gets locked in the library? No, right? in the middle of a storm, and then he jumps in out In the middle of the, of the storm, he can't get out, and then, you know, all he thinks he just woke up, but he's still dreaming, mm-hmm. but, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and we have the bullies in this one, too, so. The bully is yeah. his dad. Uh, the what? The bullies, when he's, like, riding his bike, and they're bullying oh, him. Who yeah. do nothing! They just, uh, they... No. they they, you know, they they say a couple of insults and then that's it. I thought yeah. they were going to chase after him on on uh, his bike, or I thought they were going to pressure him to do that stunt, and maybe he would do that stunt, and then he fails, and then they like make Laugh more fun of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, were, they just, were just like chiding him, just like, like oh, oh hey, hey look, there he is, back. and then yeah, like and he, he rides, rides away. away. And, and like, I bet they all felt real bad about it afterwards. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you're right. Like, they were there, but they didn't progress the story or progress the character development in mm-hmm. any way. They were, mm-hmm. they were just was, to make us feel sorry for him. But because yeah. I had no emotional attached to him, attachment, I didn't care. It didn't matter. Yeah. I was like, whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally. And you're just like, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. In like a weird way, it felt like they were kind of like 
promoting being a bully to kids, you know? Because it was like yes. just presenting like another way that you could be a kid. You could be the scared piece of shit kid or you could be the one that makes fun of that kid. Which one would you want to be? I was like, and same with I the father. For like, sure yes. want to be the bully his male, like, masculinity onto this child. Oh, totally. Like, being oh, like, he doesn't want to be in the treehouse or play the sports balls. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I don't He's understand him at all. So I put his playroom in a tree. Yeah. Like- <laughs> well, so even the mom, he's like, you won't even touch the treehouse. And the mom's like, you know, he's scared of heights. And yeah, then he's like, like am I a bad a dad? And she's like, no, you're a great dad. I'm like, no, you're a shitty no, dad. You know you're, you're scared of heights. So you build him a treehouse? Like, fuck you. Are you it's kidding me? your own, me? like, wish fulfillment. Like, you wish you had this as a kid or something. And so you're forcing it on your own. But yeah, like, mm-hmm. listen to Man, I to do wish kid. I had a treehouse. I do, too. I did, too. Yeah, I actually, growing up, I had a neighbor kid. He had a tree house and it was was dope. It was so cool. And, um, you know, many, as we all know, many, many kids shows and movies, you know, they, they have that, you know, tree house sort of thing. It's almost, it's almost like a man cave. Like, you know, men love uh, you know, man caves and, and kids love love tree houses. I'm feeling stereotyped here. Uh, <laughs> well, don't you? No, I'm just. Well, yeah, I'm just why saying. is it always the boys that get the fucking tree houses in movies? I want yeah. a goddamn tree house too. Yeah, yeah, I, same here. I wanted yeah. a tree house so bad. We lived yeah. on a slope, so I had no backyard growing up. Mm, <laughs> so There's oh no, no way I was getting a tree house. Oh so yeah. Bad. Yeah, we just didn't have a big tree. (laughs) Yeah. My boyfriend and I were talking about it and he's like saying how he wanted one as well. And he's like, you know what? I'm glad my parents didn't make me one, though, because they sure as shit don't know anything about construction. Yeah. And that would not have been safe. Oh. Yeah. His dad was building that tree house with really long finishing nails. Yeah. That wasn't going to support anything. <laughs> oh. I'm like, why aren't you using like screws that are like weatherproof for the outside that won't like rust like ah because he doesn't know what he's doing no Mm -hmm. he doesn't and then he let his kids sleep up there in front of the (laughs) the open side with like no protection from like rolling out of a 10 foot tall drop from a tree Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. you are a shitty dad that was that was an obvious like his wife was like oh let's bring him inside and he's like why don't we let him sleep out here? <laughs> <laughs> I've been Whoa. trying to get rid of this fucking. That's what's really happening. The dad's trying to kill him. Yeah, there you yeah. go. <laughs> uh, oh man! But you should like cut a whole new trailer for the. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, Do it. It's, oh the my gosh, film version. Yes, honestly, it would make such a better horror film. Like this poor oh. kid is scared of everything. And then he, like, turns out to be right because his own dad is trying to kill him. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, reminds me of the movie I was watching last night. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it follows, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh. There's some similar themes. Oh, boy. Uh, 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 well, all right. do we want to do final thoughts or do final we have no i want to keep talking about this for like five more hours oh i did want to say one thing though <laughs> totally kidding roast it uh, uh this kid would survive covid though because he's super yes. in to yes. stats and staying mm-hmm. safe mm-hmm. this kid is not getting covid that's all yeah. i'm saying that's, yeah that's correct yeah yeah, yeah. yes 
But his dad would be an anti-masker, so that might oh, not save him. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you have yeah. you have to take some risks sometimes, Marty. Yeah. <laughs> herd, herd immunity, Karen. Like. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I, I don't mean to go off topic here, folks, but do you have, like, uh, where you guys live, do you guys have, like, anti-maskers, uh, like, parading around every weekend and like the downtown core sort of thing because that's been closer to where ash lives yeah yeah unfortunately problem here i live in california which i thought was a fairly liberal state but Mm -hmm. we also have places like bakersfield and there's a lot of people i'm finding that live in the state that don't believe in facts Mm -hmm. or science yeah and a lot of them live in my neighborhood yeah. yeah, it's it's almost like they've been emboldened by like a really uneducated, very powerful public figure who will just say whatever's on their mind. Yeah. Without thinking about it or researching it. Well, you know, it comes to a point <laughs> where you you have the real information uh-huh. and you try to make laws that say wear a mask and be safe. And like mm-hmm. you do you you try to set up the system so that they can they can be safe. And, uh, you know, you don't want to wish anyone ever gets hurt, but like at a certain point, you just have to like let them die. Like, <laughs> but the, like if they all want to hang out and cough on each other and you've like, you, we put in legitimate efforts to stop them from doing that and they still yeah. want to do it. It's just like, but here's fucking the thing. Guys, is they're not going to just kill each other. They're going to kill the poor server that needs to like waitress to to survive. And that's the rub, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I will say a quick, quick plug for Johnny Taylor, who we've had on the show before, but he has a new podcast called Hipsterocracy. And he had (laughs) a guest. It's very good. Episode two with David Cyrus. Um, who's the writer of um, King of Staten Island? He's like the co-writer or whatever. But anyway, they talk. He talks breaks down how people can be emboldened by that in a very interesting way, and how people are threatened. People who aren't necessarily super intelligent are threatened by people who are intelligent, mm-hmm. and thus having this non-intelligent president telling them this non-intelligent thing is just like emboldening them to be like see those scientists don't know what they're talking about and it's hmm. really horrifying yeah but anyway yeah i mean okay on a on a positive spin and then we can move back on to the movie yeah the sorry oppos- i didn't mean to go off topic no, no. <laughs> the opposite thing can happen so like when gay marriage was passed in the united states a lot of People were against this it. This episode is all over the place. Yeah, a lot of people were against <laughs> it, but then, like, so my one side of my family is very conservative, like, country bumpkins, lives in the middle of nowhere in California, and one of my cousins came out as gay, and they're all accepting of it, whereas that, that had not been the case. They wouldn't have been like that. So mm-hmm. it can mm-hmm. work both ways. Positive hope. Final thoughts mm-hmm. on the page master, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> You know what? It's not as much of a disaster as the 2020. So I will give it that. It, yeah. it is still a disaster, but not as much yeah. of a disaster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it, I guess I'll keep going with mine. It, I will say this film 
was not great. I feel like, though, the expectations I had after the beginning, I kind of, maybe I set such a low bar that I was like, okay, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Like like you were saying, Sam, like the animation itself is pretty good, yeah. even though the color choices are weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so visually, like, it was interesting to look at. Um, but story-wise, it, it just really suffered and and just fell on all these tropes, unfortunately, and chose this bad, you know, I, I get that you want your main character to be different and grow, but I think making them completely passive is, is I mean, I'm not even just making, that's not just my opinion. If you open pretty much any screenwriting book, they will say, don't make your main character passive. That's like pretty much screenwriting 101. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was strange that like, it was such a good idea, but it felt like it wasn't, re- like it needed to be rewritten several mm-hmm. more times before yes. it got there yeah yeah for sure yeah um my final thoughts is um it's it it's an okay film it's it's a film that it, it's it's fun like it's it's good visually the the animation's well done um you know that sort of thing but the the, the story and the tone is very mismatched and i really didn't like how the humor uh was and the story was was definitely looking and talking down to its audience and um i understand why they had to you know pick um you know public domain stories but they could have just done such a better job in portraying those characters and stories a good example is um king's quest 6 uh has public domain uh, stories and characters in it, like Alice in Wonderland and such. And they do a fantastic job showing them. It's not this just like shortcut or like on the nose of just like the character or, or the dialogue sort of thing. Um, this this film's definitely aged bad. It's quite mm-hmm. dated. It's your typical, it's your typical 90s. Um, the, the voice acting was, was mostly good. Um, I, I would give it like three out of five stars. Yeah, it's just it's it's meh. It's it's yeah. okay. And um, I really wanted to see um, the actual live action and the animation interacting e- with each other, just like Roger totally. Rabbit. And and it mm-hmm. and it didn't do that. And the film was just ripping off everyone. Uh, you know, Disney <laughs> and more Disney and more Disney. <laughs> and um, and yeah, the the. The, the color scheme was definitely, definitely not matching because for a second, again, I'm not part of the animation world, so I don't quite have <laughs> an eye like you guys for animation. But for a second, I thought it was like, I was like, is someone like, is it is it like a different group of people animating each scene? Mm. Because it just it wasn't uh, consistent. And um, yeah, Probably this this, yes. this movie, <laughs> this movie could have been great. They had these huge name actors and a cool concept but they just they just missed their mark i feel like i usually have a slightly more nuanced review either good or bad uh (laughs) but i feel like just i don't know i'm gonna as long as we're stealing things from the network uh i'm I'm gonna (laughs) screen snarks three word review this one and say this movie sucked uh 
Uh, I didn't like I it. I like how you did it like someone cut three different words together, too. Just like the color palette of the film. <laughs> oh! I, I didn't like it is also three words. Uh, I think... Oh, yeah, I, it is. I don't think count. I've ever, like, solidified my opinion. Uh, and, and I have some friends who will be like, oh, no, why would you say this? Uh, but I just... I don't think I like anything Bluth. I think I'm, I'm mm-hmm. think I'm done with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there's, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to say. You're not going to yourself anytime soon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to yeah. say you're, you're, you're bad for liking it. Cause I know some people are like really into some of that stuff. Uh, I just, I don't hold any reverence for it. Uh, I think it's just like. It's like your aesthetic of, of the eighties or nineties or whatever, where they were like, just put trash everywhere. This is your animation equivalent. (laughs) Totally. It's the animation trash aesthetic. And uh, (laughs) I don't dig it. I think it's just bad. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's all I've got for this. It was, it was, uh, the writing was bad. The, the, the color was bad. The, it just wasn't fun. And like, that's honestly like all an animated film needs to be, if anything is just fun. And they couldn't, capture that for more than a couple of seconds at a time uh mm. and that's just a bummer i i agree it, it lacked like a cohesion it lacked a sense of like cohesive direction uh a- and the biggest grievance is just the missed potential you know uh it, it's hard to watch this and enjoy it for what it is because you watch it and you think about what it could have been uh, which is really a, a bummer, you know? It's not, it doesn't even fall into that, like, oh, it's not great, but it's still fun, you know, that net positive that Pat always talks about. Yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't as a, much of a slow burn as some other things that we've watched, uh, but it's also like 40 minutes shorter than a lot of other films. So there's not a lot that happens. There aren't even like, fun side characters that kind of can carry a a lackluster plot through yeah the books try to do that but for half of the movie two of the books are dead you know or dead um yeah you know and they're very one note too like you were saying about the main character yeah yeah um we we didn't really touch on this but it kind of goes without saying like the representation of women and minorities is really dreadful in this. You know, the, mm-hmm. there's two minorities and they're the bad pirates. Like, wow, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, yeah, are- Sam said that as soon as they showed up on screen. She's like, oh, you can tell they're bad because they're the minorities. <laughs> it was like, yeah, very tone deaf. Yeah. Uh, not very Plus aware. the like him, the pirate book kissing whoopi goldberg was, book yep. character i was and, gonna get to that and she doesn't like it at least she fights back but then he tries to kiss her again at the end like no dude yeah you were already told no stop it also Consent. like cool way to make you know there's literally only three female characters in the entirety of the movie mm-hmm. the entirety yeah the mom has the nothing mom? to work with the mom has nothing, nothing to work with. That bu- there's a bully on the bike who's a girl, and then there's Whoopi, which is a little original. Thanks. Wh- yeah. Women can be bullies too, I guess. Sure. Okay. Un- job. Unnamed mom, unnamed girl on bike, and That's- fantasy. Yeah, and oh, fantasy. No! Oh no! Yeah. Un- uncomfortable point wah, of view wah. there. Thank you. Yeah, but but true. <laughs> 
True. I mean, like, even in the Gulliver's travel scene, that's a freaking crowd scene. Not a single one of them was a girl. Mm-hmm. Which which one was which scene was that? Sorry, they uh, were tying I've down never... the horror with the oh right 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 yeah like twenty okay. little I've never seen or read Gulliver's Travels so basically Didn't there's know. little tiny fairy like people gotcha. gnome people that all do recap I was thinking yeah. it was like the Evil Dead total sausage three scene remember <laughs> they do that to him in Evil oh, Dead three a little bit like that a little bit <laughs> for mm-hmm. sure yeah um. So, yeah, like, I mean, that's kind of to be expected, but honestly, like, not very progressive for even 1994, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I expected better. Um, I expected better. I guess that's, that's the, my review. And if this <laughs> that's podcast has taught you anything, <laughs> your expectations will constantly be dashed. It's true. It's true. I would say, it's not really worth a rewatch, you know. Maybe some of his other stuff is. Like, I would like to go back and rewatch Secret of Nim. Me um, too. It's dark. It's I really creepy. like Fantasia. Well, Fantasia's Disney, but yeah. yeah. Oh, it came up as one of his films. Oh, Fantasia 2000 was this director's film, but not Don Bluth. Oh, really? Oh, okay. It came up as Don Bluth, though, when I Googled his movies. Uh, oh. It's not. It's made by Disney did. feature producers. Don Bluth. Oh, okay. Well, oh. so Don. Okay. Oh, yes. So you're not talking about Fantasia 2000. You're talking about Fantasia. So Don no, no, Bluth- no. I didn't say Fantasia. I said Anastasia. Oh, oh I totally heard Fantasia. <laughs> uh, I you uh. cut out. It, yes, Anastasia was Don Bluth. I heard Fantasia. Me too. And I was like, Don Bluth definitely did work for Disney at some point, though. So it isn't impossible for you to see his name attached to some disney projects but but one day um, he was just like i'm sick of all of this appeal and color i'm gonna start my own movie studio where things are muddy and boring you know it did (laughs) it did have an appeal for a little bit uh arguably he was not afraid to tell kind of a grittier story Mm-hmm. Um, and that did work in his favor for several movies, um, which we have not rewatched. So I feel like we will need to rewatch them to find out if that is actually true or not. Yeah. Can right. you get me to walk back my, my new stance? May, I don't know. No, I think you'll still have issues with them. But there was a brief point in time um, during the Disney Dark Ages. So that like late 80s or mid to late 80s time period um, yeah. after Disney had passed that it looked like Walt Disney animation was going to go under. And Don Bluth Mm. was the prevailing animation house. He was getting all of the good reviews. He was making the better movies. Um, So times just, they flipped, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It's very interesting. And sadly, this is probably in Don Bluth's Dark Ages, this movie. Mm -hmm. Does not Now, is... Is Don Bluth and is is Don Bluth's animation company still around, or was this no. the movie that just axed it? No, their last movie, I believe, was Anastasia. Yeah, nineteen ninety seven. Oh, oh yeah. you're right, you're right. Well, they're also listed for Titan A. Yeah, I was gonna say Titan A. E. Was them. Oh, okay. okay. So that okay. was their last one, right? I'm pretty right. sure yes. Titan A. E. Put that them out of CG? business. It was yes. a blend. A blend. Yeah. A bit yeah. Of both. yeah. 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 Both. Because my old boss actually worked on that movie. Interesting. Yeah, she was an animator. 
But yeah, there was. I a don't bit... remember liking Titan AE personally. Sorry, Fiona. <laughs> the the concept <laughs> of Titan AE was really cool, uh, yeah. and like a lot of the art was really cool. I think I uh, loved the art. The characters yeah. didn't have a lot of appeal. No. Uh, mm. And oh, like it, this movie. <laughs> yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think that's where it fell flat. It was like even the story was really mm. cool. I think they just didn't have interesting people in the story. No. I'm going to throw this down and I could be wrong, but I do feel like Anastasia is a good movie. I feel oh, it's fantastic. One, yeah. I I yeah. liked it, but I haven't seen it in probably decades. So I think we need to throw that one on the list for sure. Yeah, that would be an interesting one. I do feel like that one holds up much better than uh, the other ones. Much more cohesive color palette from my memory. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, that <laughs> Even gold. looking. Like yeah. I'm looking at stills from the movie and they're just much more eye pleasing. They're yeah. beautiful. Overall, that, yeah, yeah. The the gold and the purple that they use. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like we've got a pretty conclusive wrap up on uh Page Master. <laughs> Thank you very much for joining us, Chelsea. Uh would you like to tell the audience where they can find you on the internet? Oh yes, of course. Uh, so my production company is called Waterflower Studios, and we're on all the social medias at Waterflower Studios. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we have our Discord server. Um, also, Epic Quest is on the Fantasy Network, and it is free to stream. So uh, I watched just- it today, by the way. Oh, wonderful. Because yeah. oh, I didn't get one- to watch... I've watched like the first couple of minutes before our Gen Con panel together. Right. But I didn't find, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. And, um, I was going to tell you that I love, if you didn't already know from the beginning <laughs> of our podcast, it's about video games. And I love yeah. how Chelsea mixes different fighting styles from video games in ah. the piece as a joke. And it's really great. I love that. That's mm-hmm. rad. Mm-hmm. I'm downloading um, the Fantasy Network app right now. <laughs> yes. Um, so the audience out there, you can either watch uh, Epic Quest on the Fantasy Network's website, or they have a free app that you can download from uh, from um, uh, the Apple App Store or Android Store. Um, and um, and then Epic Quest is uh, also has its own Facebook page, so you can definitely. Uh, follow us there. And uh, as of right now, uh, waterflowerstudios.com is being built. Uh, Ooh, so that will be up soon for everyone to enjoy. And we also are putting together a Epic Quest fan club where er- where anyone can sign up for free. And you'll get, um, of course, a monthly newsletter of what is happening, everything uh, Epic Quest. And of course, uh, we... Um, we are slated to um, film the very first season of Epic Quest in summer of 2021. 20, uh, so we will wow. definitely need uh, everyone's uh, support. And we will soon be running a crowdfunding campaign to you know, raise funds to uh, shoot the very uh, first season, which is going to consist of six episodes, which will then be available to watch also on the Fantasy Network. So nice. please watch the pilot <laughs> yeah very cool Yay. yeah cool. this is rad epic quest uh first page first item on uh the uh free series on the on the app oh, so like you guys are top nice. of the list right now that's rad we are and uh i checked uh, this was about an hour ago but we have as of right now 995 views yeah. oh you're so only close. 
and we've I'm one of them. (laughs) There you go. And uh, we've only been on the Fantasy Network uh, since September the 4th. So, wow. People are discovering it. The Fantasy Network, thank you for having us on page one of your free section. Yeah, this fantasy network actually seems really cool. Uh, the just the little pitch that they give you when you first download the app—it's like, you know, fan-supported content. You can you can sign up to be a paid member and get like their premium stuff, or you can watch the free stuff, and like that's that seems cool. Yeah. Um. So the just just to quickly explain to the audience what the fantasy network is. So it's kind of like the Netflix of fantasy and sci-fi, and of course there's a free there is the free content you can watch and a premium paid. Uh, content you can watch as well but what's great about the fantasy network is it helps creators such as myself get fans raise money you know uh, have our stuff available to uh, the world so they're like both are kind of like our network but also sort of kind of like our executive producers at the same time they they play mm-hmm. a really big role and they're willing to um, you know help us and what really makes uh, what's lucky for uh, the the Canadian creators on the Fantasy Network is they help us access all the Canadian uh, tax credits and the film grants that are out there because we have many because uh, as we all know there is just not enough Canadian content on the mm. market whatsoever. Um, you know, I I work in the film industry here, but like ninety nine percent of what I work on is all American television and mm-hmm. movies mm-hmm. filmed in a Canadian city. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I encourage anyone out there that has a fantasy or sci-fi um, web series or uh, feature film uh, that's looking for a platform to to uh, showcase it, definitely contact the Fancy Network because they are expanding their library. And, you know, they, they want to help you as the creators. And um, just one more thing I forgot to mention is uh, the Fantasy Network has their own uh, online store where Hmm. you can buy, um, you know, T-shirts and mugs and pins of the different series. And then the money that is that comes from the the sold merch, a good chunk of it goes towards the creators. So in a way, it's kind of like, you know, a way to raise money to, you know, support the next season or the next episode sort of thing. So it's. It's a really cool platform, and I'm I'm really thankful that the Fantasy Network helped host the online Gen Con Film Festival. Like, bless them, because I, I thought Gen Con was just going to be canceled because of yeah. You know, COVID. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very cool. They had all of our films up there, um, and you could, you could watch all of the... It, I mean, it's kind of convenient, right, compared to a normal... Um, film screening where you have to watch all the films at the screening times. Instead, mm-hmm. with this, you could watch them at your own convenience, which was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's still fun to have real screenings, but you know, oh, of course, yeah, it was it was a great solution. <laughs> yeah, and um, I, I've been to a few film festivals where it's just so small. It's li- it's literally just the creators. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, the out, there's not a very large outside audience that gets to see your material. But for being online, anyone can see it. Anyone yeah. can see your film. So it's it's it, like I, I know d- doing it in real life is like is, is better. But the online part, it just makes it so much easier. Uh, well, thanks again. That sounds awesome. And uh, I know we're going to check out your short uh, probably right after this. Oh, yeah. thank you. And actually, speaking of shorts, 
Um, as you guys probably know, listeners, because we have mentioned it a few times, but Pat and I made a short film in quarantine. And um, if you haven't already heard an ad for it, because I don't know if we're going to record it in time, but if you mm. haven't, <laughs> um, the short film is coming out November 20th. And we're Ooh. super excited. It's finally coming out. It's coming together. And it is going to premiere on my YouTube channel, Laughstash TV. So make sure you go over there and subscribe so that you don't miss it. Um, and uh, look for it November 20th. I'm not sure the time yet, but I know the day. Perfect. <laughs> I can't wait. It sounds cool. I'm really digging these quarantine films. Yeah, so. it was super That's fun. I mean, it, the day it was this like, comes out, by the way. <laughs> oh, cool. Well, oh, perfect. Head oh, on over right now. Go watch the film or <laughs> click the notification bell for when the premiere will start so you don't miss it. But yeah, perfect. It, it was a fun idea that like Pat just sort of like texted me one day and then we started spitballing ideas and next thing we know he like developed it into this whole short film and it's like it was like a 16 page script um so it was a lot to shoot you know all in one day on um we actually shot it on discord but you don't see nice. discord at all but right. <laughs> um but yeah it was it was a lot of fun all the actors had to light and shoot themselves which was a tremendous technical yep. feat for a lot of them <laughs> and yeah. so um a lot of you know some of them were really experienced with shooting video some of them weren't um everyone was experienced with the recording audio thank god so that wasn't <laughs> a challenge um yeah. but yeah it's it's super fun it's about a group of people playing D and quarantine and all of the things of being in your house and quarantine get in the way like children and couples arguing and technical difficulties so <laughs> It's kind of like a slice of life right now through the lens of nerds. <laughs> nice. Right on. Nice. So. That's cool. It sounds really exciting. Yes, I'm excited. But um, while you're on the internet subscribing to Laugh TV so you don't miss it, also follow us. You can follow the, our pod, podcast, Padcast. You can follow our Padcast on Twitter. Padcast. <laughs> We're... <laughs> We're at Let's Rewatch, and uh, we do fun things like movie polls where you guys get to pick the movie, or if our guest picks the movie, I tweet photos of it so that are still frames so that you guys can guess it. And this time, I'm very excited, guys, because we have a new contender, Ooh, John. John. Congratulations, John. You were the first person who guessed it. Good job. Followed by Real Movie Critic. Also oh, got yeah. it second. So good job, nice. guys. Right on. We had nice. some new people in there before Matt Storm could snipe it. Matt or Case or, or Mitch. Mitch. We had yeah. some new people contending. Got a new nice. A new John. Nice. <laughs> and uh if you liked our podcast, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your very positive, glowing, loving feedback. Yeah. Don't blue with us. Don't blue with us. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh we are so proud and so excited to be part of certain POV network. Um we are one of many fabulous podcasts including Reignite, Scruffy Nerf Herders, Men of Steel, Screen Snark, Dole Whip and Dreams, many other fabulous podcasts. You should check them out. We'll be stealing all of your bits. Yeah, we'll just keep, <laughs> we'll just like we morph will. into this amazing transformer of a podcast. We'll take a little bit from everyone and become the super podcast. 
Guys, yes. we have a new Apple podcast review. <gasps> we do. Yeah, we read do. It, read it. Right. Just read from it. two days ago. Thank I'm you. I'm not person. sure if I'm getting your name wrong. It's you are. either three L's <laughs> or an I and two L's. Il Hispano? Listen, I don't know, but thank you. They say, great listen. I really enjoy listening to this podcast. The hosts really do have a good time rewatching and talking about certain movies. They're hilarious, yet informative. Highly recommend it. And I also suggest to listen in the beginning. Actually rewatch the movie and listen to the end. You won't <gasps> regret it. Keep up the good work. Ooh, wow, somebody doing finally the thing. did wow! it. You oh did my it. Gosh, you did it right. I am Thank you so, so much. excited. This fills my heart with so much joy. Thank you. Aww. Nobody ever does that. Thank Oh you my gosh. Oh. Wow. Oh. Love it. Well, That's we love awesome. you. We don't know who you are, but we love you. Thank you. Well, join us and El Hispano next time when we watch another adaptation of a public domain classic, Don Peyote. Oh, what what? CPOV. CertainPOV.com.